All right, everybody, uh, we are back, and hopefully you're still here. <laughs> oh, seven. All right, Fist, thank you. I see you say so you hear us now. Yeah. That was spooky, guys. Sorry about that, but thank you for hanging in there with us. Uh, yes, go hey. Go XLR 101, Griff. Toys are me. I like that name. That's so cool. Toys, what's up? <laughs> I like toys that Toys are me. Yep, I know Toys. He's uh, way back from uh, Bar Citizen Atlanta's and... Oh, okay. Toys has been around for a while. He's been one of the uh, the elite style PVPers. Oh. Uh, what is that? Uh, what is that squadron? Uh, toys type it in. Uh, Renegade. Yeah. Oh, Renegade squadron. Renegade. Okay, Renegade squadron. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Lefty. Good to see Lefty here. That's awesome. Hey, Lefty. And Lusteraw, thank you for the follow. You guys, thank you so much. We and by the way, before we even get started, uh, let's say we want to tell you guys thank you so much uh, for hanging out with us last week for our anniversary. It was our one year. 50th episode all tied in together. We had, um, what, 80%, 90% of the crew here, and we had a blast last week. Toys, thank you for the follow as well. Oh, and seven, we toys. just really want to tell you guys, we appreciate you guys thank you, my friend. and your continued, continued support with the group. So I just want to say that before we go any further. Um, as you guys know, this today's show is on logistics, and we're going to be covering uh, a lot of stuff in relation to this. It's, it, it's one of those words that you don't hear people talk about too much. Some of the gamers have talked about logistics in Star Citizen and what logistics is going to mean. So we're going to be doing a little bit of theory crafting because, as you guys know, a lot of elements aren't in the game yet that would allow us to start really seriously thinking about logistics. But we are going to do a little bit of kind of play around here a little bit and talk about it. And of course, we want you guys to put your two cents in in chat because we're going to be paying attention to what you guys have to say, too, not just what we're talking about as well. So. Just, just giving you the heads up on that right now. But before we get there, I didn't get to finish, get to introducing everybody because I was introducing Kimmy. So I'm going to say hi again because you guys didn't hear Kimmy say hi earlier. So Kimmy, say hey. Oh, citizens, <laughs> what's up? Everyone chat, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Glad to be here. Welcome. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go. All let's right. rock and roll. Let's get this in, man. All right. And before we get it in, we got to introduce our other guy, Colossal. <laughs> Colossal. <Hey. laughs> citizens i also want to give a shout out to everybody including lefty and test squadron yes. Death squadron good to uh -oh. see the organ in the play but it's good to see no, you guys I'm not that absolutely <laughs> yeah absolutely lefty it's good to see you here again and yeah dom not daddy i'm not going to even touch that name but that is an interesting <laughs> name okay but thank you for stopping by with us as well um and thank you for the follow we really appreciate that uh, before we get any further, I do want to cover a couple things that have just taken place this week. Uh, as you guys know, um, let's see, we had this, this sale pop up, uh, and I guess I want to kind of toss this out to both Kimmy and to, uh, Colossal. Uh, did you guys take advantage of the, uh, Fortuna, uh, the, the big, big, you know, St. Patrick's Day slash Stella Fortuna, uh, festival this week? Uh, Kimmy, did you, did they get you? Did, did they get you um, or were you, did you, did, was you, was your willpower there? Did the wallet stay deep inside that? Well, I was going to say, did your wife have the wallet, but you know, did, the, did, the, did it stay deep in the, in the closet or did you end up pulling it out? What, what happened? Okay. Okay. I'm going to say this. I know, I know you hate the green, but I had to get the green paint job. And yeah, Stella Fortuna, mm -hmm. uh, the celebration of the terraforming of forming of Mars and when uh you got to be bold about your your, your uh, claim on love and opportunity so yes yeah, stella fortunity tuna I, I made that claim on the paint jobs for my uh msr runner okay star runner nice 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 okay colossal what about you did you did you bite did you did you hold out what, what did you do this this year 
Yes, I unfortunately had to participate in the frivolity <laughs> of Star Citizen's uh, efforts of getting us to find a way to, you know, patch up that hole in that pocket, but, or to not find a way to patch up a hole in the pocket. So yes, I did participate in that. I did purchase a couple of liveries and- He's and, not telling you everything, He's not telling you everything. <laughs> well, I, sent the, I sent the email link to him and two minutes later, no, 30, 30, what? Two minutes later, oh yeah, I got it. <laughs> and he showed me the picture he purchased. I so, said, what? <laughs> well, let me let me ask you guys this. Is this the first time that you bought something for Fortuna or had you bought any of the previous years for the of items course. that they had? Because I this is the first time I've, I have bought from them. I've usually have put off all the other ones, but this is the first time I bought. I bought, I did buy the, the MT, the Cyclone MT, and I did buy the skin. Like Kimmy, I bought the skin for the ship. I was actually vacillating about buying the MSR. Um, but then I kind of went back to my rule, which you guys have heard me say before, if it's less than 300 bucks, I don't own it. And so that I, I decided not to do that. But, but by the way, if you are interested and want an MSR and you're interested in the MT, I think the sale difference is $50, 50 or 55 bucks. If you do the deal that they have right now for the package, um, cause right now the Fortuna sells for two, 281, if I'm not mistaken, and the, uh, buggy is 65, that's a war bond. So you will save almost $50 if you decide to get that package and you'll get the MSR with LTI, <clears throat> even though it's a subscriber yes, of the, even though it's a subscriber of the month ship, you only get six months with that one. So the better deal is to take advantage of this. If you're interested in the MSR, Kimmy, did you ever buy any of the other Fortunas? Did you buy the Phoenix or the, uh, any of the other ones that came up in the past years? Strange thing. It would have to be Griff, the, uh, Archimedes. I have an Emerald mm, Archimedes. Nice. Nice. I, I would get that. <laughs> I, I actually would. That's one I would get. And I didn't cause that's nice. That Emerald one is nice. Very, very cool. So you'll be able to dock in style to a constellation huh, with a little green yes. style. I like yes. that. I like that. That's very, very cool. All right. So I don't know how many of you guys ended up biting. And like Colossal said, CIG got us again, that commercial. <laughs> Wait a minute. Didn't you guys say what, what it was almost like 500,000 uh, revenue? Yeah. Yeah. They, I think there's like 400,000 that they made. Very if nice. I'm not mistaken, if I read the chart right the other day on Friday, so nice. I didn't look today, but yeah, they've, uh, they definitely did the, that brought in the income as, as usual. Right. Um, Let's see who says Glaystone. Hey, thank you for the six month subscription, Glade. Oh, thank Glaystone. you. Oh, Long old time friend. That's the, the guy I went to my first citizen con with was Gladestone back in the day. Nice. Back in the day. Okay. Wow. Um, let's also talk about something else that's taking place. Let me jump to this image here. Uh, and uh, this was in the mm. newsletter uh, this week as a sneak peek. Uh, anybody got any ideas? I think I know what I mean, it is, but I'm what is, concerned. What is that a sneak around about? It sounds, it looks like a, her, uh, a, her, a Hercules, right? Okay, okay. It looks like me. Yep, it does. Okay. The, the cylindrical design, the circular, that it, that's all manufactured right. brand right there. It screams mm -hmm. something from Crusader. And let me tell you how this gives it away. Remember uh, the uh, IAE? Okay, mm -hmm. and remember our good friend that went ahead and went and, and toured through the Hercules cage to that that very end mm -hmm. of the of the cargo area when it opened up so nicely. So I, my whole thing is okay, great job, CIG, but give us another sneak peek of the different ship, maybe like the merchantman, because we saw we already saw this in uh, the IA. I'm saying that this is the Hercules. That's yeah. I, as far as C two or M two, I don't know what it is. Okay, now my problem, I have a problem with this image. 
and I'm, I want you guys to take a look at it. I'm hoping that what I'm seeing is not true. Take a really good look at that image. I agree well, with you. It is the C2, but there's it's, something it's bothering me. Obstructed, though. Hey, thank I mean, you, Kimmy. You thank open, you. It's kind of obstructed. It's kind of like only certain things can get by. You have a lot of room, but that's a good question. If something good else point. has a wide berth. I mean, what's why so, is that obstructed? Right. And what I can't tell is whether or not those are just some form of elevators that are in a lowered position. Because when yeah. we saw it, like it, like Colossal said, at IAE, we didn't see that. And we know they're still working mm -hmm. on this ship. So I'm hoping that that's just something that's like an elevators that are down on each side and that they go up. Because if that, like you said, that nice wide berth, if that's obstructed, first of all, you can't, you know, you a Nova tank couldn't go through there. Okay. Look, you know, a buggy you have could. To look at the ceilings. Look at that. That's, uh, it looks like uh, but, there's something higher up there, uh, well, another level. How about this? Phantom is saying that this is the A2. Mm. The A2? Ooh. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ooh. So, that is Phantom. Ooh, <laughs> Phantom. Did your frown just turn upside down, Griff? Was, <laughs> was that the exclamation that... Well, you know, he, it makes sense now. I mean, not to be funny, because... To Colossal's point, why show us the C2 right now? We already know what that looks like, but he, right. they, they may have done exactly what he said. They're showing us something different because yes. the A2 is coming in the quarter, following quarter after that. Right. So there you yeah. go. So, hey, hats off to Phantom on dropping that. That really might be it, out, it. I love it. I love it. Very, very cool. So uh, for those, and I no have an A2 tanks. now. I, it took me a while to, to move up to it, but I, I did finally uh, end up getting it. Um, so anyway, again, we're going to be talking about logistics today, gang. And so uh, let me give me a hot second to bring up a definition here. And uh, my counterparts here have this alongside. They're looking at this as well. So you guys bear with us because we're going to do a little bit of reading. And then we're going to do a little bit of talking today. Um, the question is, what is logistics? And the answer that I dug up, some of these answers are very generic, gang. Please understand, I'm not coming up with logistics 900 years from now. I'm logistics today, but trying to make it fit that time period. Um, the detailed coordination of a complex, a complex operation, operation involving, involving okay, you gonna read it or me? You go ahead and read it. Go ahead and read it. We can't both read it, so go ahead and read it. Oh my it. God. Go ahead. Go ahead and read I it, seriously. We're looking at the Let same thing, out loud. Bro. Let me think out loud real yeah. quick. No, yeah, no I, seriously, I Kimmy, go ahead. Go ahead. No, seriously, go ahead. Out loud. No, go ahead, because uh, I'm, yeah. I'm talking we're enough. Go ahead. We're on the same page, Griff. The detailed coordina coordination of a complex operation involving many people, the facilities, and or supplies, mm -hmm. the logistics and costs of a vaccination campaign. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this gives us a real generic, but general idea of what logistics is. And, and, and what we're gonna be talking about is, what all does it take? The theme of this show is logistics getting from here to there. We wanna start talking about what does it really take to get somewhere? Yeah. The reason why this, this subject came up is for, for this show was because quite often, some of you remember, for example, when the Valkyrie came out, there were people saying, oh, there's no place to put cargo on the Valkyrie. And this was in the very first iteration of it. And I kept wondering what were people worrying about with the Valkyrie in relation to cargo, right? Because I'm like, you're not going to use it for a cargo runner. What's the, what's the big deal? Um, but there were some practical reasons for needing cargo on that ship. Now, at the yeah. time, CIG has lockers and other areas on the ship to store things. But I think a lot of people kept worrying about, oh, I can't put cargo on it, but cargo is mm. a generic term. 
I want to know what are the things that you are considering cargo? And that's what we're going to talk about today. What is yeah. What are the things you need to travel in space to get from one place to another, to get there safely, to get there, uh, to deliver whatever it is, uh, whether you have to worry about piracy. And that's kind of the theme of this whole mm -hmm. thing. So we want you guys to think about that, okay? So the very first one, Kimmy, if you don't mind reading, seriously, if you would read off the first one for cargo, and then we're going to talk about a couple of sample ships there, okay? All right. For cargo, uh... It's based on economics. Essentially, the word cargo refers in particular to goods or produce being conveyed, generally for a commercial purpose or gain. Uh, be it water, air, or land, freight is the money paid to cargo to carry your cargo. Uh, cargo was originally a shipload. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, so we have some sample ships. We have two. Uh, there's there's a, quite a few, but we're going to bring up two. Mm -hmm. And one uh, is the illustrious Drake Caterpillar. Smile when I say that, Calasso, please. <laughs> and the the <laughs> and what is it? Uh oh. <laughs> we fly on Drake. Uh, and the uh, the space. What is that? Uh, Miss Hold D. All right. So why don't we go ahead and start with the Caterpillar first? Uh, that would be a good one for us to look at. Okay. Okay, so let me give you guys some stats on the cat. Um, let's see, da, 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 media overview. Uh, where's the crew number here? I'm, I'm so blind, I haven't read these things in so long. Now you guys know some of the stuff on the website is not current, so we, we understand that, so keep that in you. mind. Yep, but just as some place to work, it has a minimum crew of two, maximum crew of four. Uh, Colossal, let me toss this to you. Uh, is that sufficient for a caterpillar in your eyesight? Can you take a caterpillar and go do everything you need to do in a cat? Uh, yeah, I mean, a caterpillar is a versatile ship. Um, um, <laughs> I mean, it's got modules. It's got multiple modules that you can that you can go ahead and switch things out on. Uh, minimum crew of tour uh, of two, maximum of four. I mean, nice, but you can fit obviously more than that in terms of if you want a security detail. Mm -hmm. And if we're talking about logistics. Yeah. Um, then, uh, you, I mean, the, the caterpillar definitely has a bay right in the front for a whole fleet of dragonflies, just in case if it, if it ever needs to go to that level. So, uh, I mean, it's a great ship. It's a versatile ship. Um, probably one of the most versatile in the game as of right now. Uh, it doesn't, obviously it's not modular as of right now, but it is planned to be. So I would definitely consider a caterpillar um at this stage in the game if you're trying if you're looking for modularity and you're looking for logistics so we'll talk about more about that a little bit later mm -hmm. okay. 576 that's the cargo capacity so 576 not too shabby mm -hmm. yeah not, in fact the, the caterpillar for quite a while has been the go-to ship for most people uh who've been hauling cargo in star citizen we know that's going to change over time but it's one of the more popular ships for doing cargo um kimmy if you were to take a caterpillar out uh, and thinking about how the, the capacity is inside of that ship, there's several positions in there, right? There's um, there's a, uh, uh, the, the, obviously the pilot, right? Uh, there's a co-pilot position. There is a tractor beam position. And if I'm not mistaken, is there two gunners? Does anybody remember? Is it one or two gunners in the cat? Because I don't remember. Right. So you got Chat, one you guys remember? Weaponry, two. I'm okay, Zarek says two. Uh, okay. Two so Zarek says two that are there as gunners. Okay. So what are some things that, Kimmy, let's use a scenario. If you're going to take a Caterpillar out and go do a, a cargo mission, let's say that you've got a full load. 
Uh, what are some things you're going to be considering that you've got to be able to get on that ship to get from here to there? Uh, one of the things I'm going to consider is maybe some of that cargo space. I might I might need a ship or something to abandon <laughs> with like a dragonfly to mm. get myself off of the ship just in case things go south and I do not make it from A to B, uh, a backup plan. Um, you would think that by that time uh, we, we'll be talking about death of the spaceman and, and, and things to, you know, ensure your, your, your safety and health. But I definitely would want to have, uh, definitely want real crew members when we're talking about crew members who can basically defend themselves, defend the cargo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, on that ship, I'm going to make sure I have like uh, uh, weapons uh, and, you know, mm. ballistics to, to, to reload and, and things of that nature. If it comes down to a firefight, mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're looking for my cargo, more than likely they're going to try to disable the ship. And so it could be a, a shootout. And with the size of that ship, uh, it's been done before in early stages of the game where there was firefights done or performed inside the ship. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll get myself uh, prepared for a firefight, have the armor and uh, weaponry uh, just in case we get held up. Okay. And Colossal, let me jump to you because Kimmy just raised a really good point. I don't know if everyone has thought about, you know, are you going, when people think about tricking out their ship, you know, when they talk about, you know, getting their ship to, you know, this certain standard, most of the time we've been focusing in on things like components, right? Like, you know, better quantum drives, better shields, better uh, power, power sources, things like that. Do we need to start thinking about some other things like food, medical supplies, uh, guns? I mean, are you going to trick your ship out so that your your ship is like loaded? Or are you going to kind of base it, let your players like bring their weapons? And, and I'm saying this because if, if you're hiring me to help do, let's say, security on your ship, are you going to provide me with the tools to do it? Or do I need to bring my own? And is that going to factor into how much I charge you uh, now because I'm using my stuff? You know, what, what, you got any thoughts? Well, once again, that is going to be up to the provider because there's mm-hmm. multiple ways of providing logistics. Mm-hmm. But there are, and I've been looking this up, and there are, uh, from what I've seen, there are five um, things that you should always do as you're planning for logistics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those five things, and this is from one of these companies out in Europe and things like that, one of those five things is you should take t- take the time, take or make the time to make a solid plan that's mm-hmm. number one so if that entails you going out and buying uh, or purchasing the services mm-hmm. uh maybe a rexilla you know group and stuff like that because i believe he, he does just things like that mm-hmm. uh purchase mm-hmm. the service of some type of an escort um mm-hmm. uh, without having to change or modulate uh a, a bay in a caterpillar so you can go ahead and make room to bring in more money Mm-hmm. Right, because if you modulate one of those bays, you you're taking the risk of of losing money because you're trying to modulate that into a medical mm-hmm. bay or or a rack of guns. Mm-hmm. So, but if you if you let's say use that bay for for um, not consumption, mm-hmm. but basically a way to make money, mm-hmm. then you can go ahead and and plan for other exterior events such as bringing in a group of, of friends, bringing in a, a group that's going to help you escort your ship maybe two or three or four fighters always have a contingency plan always have a contingency plan so you always want to have a backup plan right Mm -hmm. uh hire logistic manager (laughs) to go ahead with strong skills that can go ahead and 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 make sure that your people are taken care of have some type of automated system um and 
or you know, I, I look at websites, and I'll talk to you about some websites that I look at later, mm -hmm. and learn from your mistakes. Those are the five top things in logistics okay. that, uh, that that you look at in order to properly plan for logistics. So yes, you may need to buy or purchase a group of people that aren't on your ship but are providing escorts. You know, not as much, but at least enough uh, enough that's that's going to be able to get you from point A to point Z. Okay. Mouth breather th 66. Thank you for the follow. And J Jack a hit. Thank you. Thank you. Jack will hit for the, for the follow as well. We appreciate oh, that. So, so, follow. so Kimmy Colossal took us to the aspect of, you know, contracting, right? Hiring yeah. Yeah. Uh, mercenaries or security teams that would be able to assist us so that we could keep our ship full. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, a lot of our ships, especially the larger ships have galleys. They've got kitchens. They've got these areas with food. Are you going to pack that thing in for your crew or are you going to tell your crew, make sure you bring your protein bar with you? What, what's, uh, how do you plan on tricking your ship out for those type of travels? Are you going to, are you going to provide that type of stuff for folks or, or are your cupboards going to be bare basically? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I say that this because, uh, based on the economy system, you, you know, if, if things are, you know, like life, right? Chris is going to make this a simulator, and it's it's going to it's going to mimic life. So great times, uh, good runs, and making money. That those cupboards are going to be stocked to the brim. But when you run into rough times, and you know you don't make the money, or the the missions run sideways, and you're you're barely scraping the mm -hmm. bottom just to make a living, mm -hmm. you're gonna expect them to bring their own child. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> well, let me let me let me throw something in. A couple things here. First of all, Raymar says that he only drinks certain types of pips, so I guess he's you know gonna yeah. have that in his contract. There's <laughs> only certain things he drinks. Um, right. and, and, and I want to go back to something that, Z That's <laughs> something that Zarek says here, uh, <laughs> mouth, mouth breather says, bring your own burritos. Okay. Um, Zarek says something here that I think that's really, cause Colossal, you said hire a logistics person. Zarek says here that we also have to take into consideration in logistics that the Caterpillar can do a longer run in quantum than your fighters can, which oh. means that you've got to stop. That sounds right. Because your fighters can't make oh, yes. that full yes. run, right? True. So now as a part of your logistics, you've got to be able to, and Kimmy, you mentioned this earlier, and we talked about, you know, doing your homework on the star map, right? Where is it I need to be able to stop? What's ideal? If I'm jumping three or four systems where these fighters can refuel safely, right? Learn your system. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be another factor in logistics because otherwise most people are just thinking, oh, I'm just going to make this run, boom, 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 and I'm done. But if you've got an escort group, and you guys already know this, most fighters, their range is short. Unless you're taking the medium, a heavy fighter with you, and even those can only go so far in comparison to some of the larger cargo ships. So that's another logistics point. Thanks for mentioning that, Zarek. That's a really, really good point uh, for people to have to think about. Um, Let's move to the other ship here because we talked about the Caterpillar. Hull D, another ship that yes. folks are looking forward to. Kimmy, do you own a Hull D? No, I do not. Okay. Uh, but it's it's an interesting ship, and it's not the biggest of that variant. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's mm -hmm. wow. Yep, yep. And I picked the Hull D particularly instead of the E or the C because we know the C is going to be the more common. And most people kind of feel that the C is the ship that... Um, individual or civilian should be able to operate with, of course, with help. 
but they think once you start getting to the D and E, now you're starting Enterprise. to move toward, yeah, you're starting to move toward org related sizes yes. where you're moving certain types of content. Um, what about you, Colossal? You have a whole D or any? No. Okay, no, okay. No, I have a whole C because that takes major, and you're talking about logistics, that's the whole epitome of the word logistics, especially mm -hmm. that whole E. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, you're gonna have to provide some major logistics on that one if you bring it in, because now once everybody sees, you know, a basically, you know, a whale in space, and um, I mean, you're just setting yourself up for a prime time world of heat of, of, of hurting if you don't have your logistics in order. So, nerp, don't have a whole D. Too much for my fancy in terms of, <laughs> in terms of logistics. Okay, yeah. Can I segue real quick? Sure. Before, real quick. Uh, I said this about the whole uh, a few episodes back uh, that I would imagine that it's going to be those schools of fish that you see in these uh, oceanic documentaries where mm -hmm. it's a it's a huge school of fish, and then you'll see maybe a seal or a shark going in to take a bite out of one or two, mm -hmm. but but it's still moving on. Mm -hmm. And that was my way of just seeing of or imagining how these whole myths will actually work in game, and especially when you see. Uh, uh, Tony's well, actually, Tony Z mentioned too that the cargo lanes, and sometimes they can be blocked, but they won't be blocked for long. But uh, logistically speaking, do you want to go ahead and route those um, whole series like that way, and just go with the flow of the main cargo uh, branch uh, to 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 uh, you know deliver these uh, this freight? And so you want to use—is that a, a part of the uh, logistics of you know? Just swimming with the pack, right? And every now and then, now and then, you'll see a shark slash pirate come in to take a chunk or try to work on one ship. But it's a school of whole myths just going to those paths. It, it, it makes me think about that in that sense. Uh, you don't want to stray too far. I I, I know when we saw the uh, video that um, uh, Star Jump did. Uh, from Drake that he released last year, right around anniversary yeah. time. He had a, a, a sequence in there where a cutlass uh, rolls up to a hull and uses this tractor beam and pulls the cargo piece off and takes off with it. Uh, I'm, I, I, in, I'm nothing against, you know, that that was something that he put together. He says, I'm just putting this stuff together. It's nothing in stone, but I don't think it's going to be that easy. First off, uh, first of all, getting a moving ship is going to be an issue. Secondly, even if the ship is disabled, for those of you who've never looked at a hull, a hull is a very, very, very big ship. Uh, the, the length on a hull D is 209 meters. Oh, oh Lefty, thank you. Thank you for the subscription. Oh, oh wow, in advance. Oh, oh, wow, Lefty. Lefty, thank you, man. That, that is so, thank you, dude. We really appreciate that. Um, the, car, the cargo capabilities, Zarek, thank you for the follow as well, Zarek Masters. Um, <clears throat> the cargo capacity, on the old numbers, guys, because we know these numbers could change, was is twenty thousand, um, and so the question becomes: What's the reality of what it means to get a ship like a hull D S flyer? Thank you for the follow. We appreciate that as well. Uh, what's the reality of being able to steal stuff off the ship? CIG put out a video a little while back on the hull C, and it showed where someone was trying to pirate the ship. They weren't trying to take the stuff on the outside; they were trying to break into the interior. And you saw the crew members getting their weapons and lining up for basically somebody who was about to board their ship. Sethius, mm. oh Seth, good to see Sethius. Oh, Seth. Seth, oh, Seth, thank Bro, you, Seth. Good to see you, buddy. Wow, thank you, Seth. Boy, oh boy, good to see you, buddy. So, so here's with well, this whole D. I mean, are people? You know, Colossal, you said people are going to see a target. Um, 
it's, it's Shive. Thank you, Shive. Oh my God, all of our all our good friends from Test, all of our good friends at Test are stopping by tonight. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you guys. Squadron, squadron. Yeah. So, so, so. I mean, our whole D's and E's. I mean, logistically, I mean, we could talk about logistics in the sense of operating. What is the logistics of trying to take one of these ships? I mean, it's no small task unless you take the Ooh. ship. I mean, board it and take it. Yes. I mean, what's the reality of taking twenty thousand in 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 CU? I, I don't I don't see it. Well, Maybe I'm missing something. Yeah, well, the reality is that Ow, if you uh, thank you, Sethius. Subscribe for six months in advance, dudes. Thank yeah, you guys seven. so much. Oh seven. Thank seven. you guys so so much. Thank you. So, so the reality is, if you're a pirate, you're not going to sacrifice anything unless it's worth value. Right. Okay, and. Okay. If you're seeing a whole D, then it better damn well be in safe space. Pretty much, unless you have a a, uh, uh, a thirty type of defense. That's just no question, no if ands uh, buts about it. Um, I, I can't wait to see these again. Uh, these ships in game used by the UEE because they're used for military purposes in in, in game by the UEE. Mm -hmm. But as far as for orgs, they're not technically supposed to be for large size ores like test right mm -hmm. they're supposed mm -hmm. to be for mid-level ores and things like that test is going to use a a, a, a ship like whole e mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and things like that to go ahead and put that around because we got enough people to go ahead and provide mm -hmm. that type of support mm -hmm. so if you're going to use a whole d um then and you're going to go ahead and, and fight or try to go ahead and take over that then you're basically risking uh, uh a financial operation and you think that that's the the best way to go because that's going to go ahead and earn your your piracy org a, a whole bunch of money. So you better be willing to it's a, you know the risk cost the risk benefit type deal, the cost benefit type deal, or uh, you know the risk costs or whatever you want to call it utilitarianism. Mm -hmm. uh, you better be willing to uh, to bet uh, your in one basket because that's going to be a costly event. Wow. S Flyer, thank you for the subscription with Prime and thank <laughs> you for giving out five. Yeah, S Flyer gave out five gift subscriptions to the community. Thank you. Thank you guys so, so much. Thank you. You guys are awesome. And as you guys know, anything we bring into the show, we turn right back around. And by the way, I forgot to mention that. Thank you all again for your contributions. Last week, we gave away $720. And the James Brown get through. We get we gave away seven hundred and twenty. Working tonight, man. Mm -hmm. oh my God. Yeah. Like, what is that? He needs a cable mm -hmm. one. He's working today. Look yeah. at him. Lord. <laughs> I feel good. I think that's I think that was the last one. Hopefully it was. Okay, it was. Okay. We, yeah, yeah. we gave we gave away seven hundred and twenty dollars in ships last week on our anniversary. Awesome. And that was because of you guys and your contributions and in, in, in giving to us. And we really, Thank really we really, really appreciate uh the fact that you guys have done that for us. So awesome. Oh God, Seth. Seth just gave Seth. five Are subscriptions away as well. Thank you guys so much. Please. Okay, I think we're gonna have to change the sound. <laughs> we're gonna change the sound. Okay. Yeah, I know. Thank you guys so much. We're gonna we're gonna move on to the next uh, thing. Uh, Colossal, would you mind reading the, the next category once James Brown is through? Sure, All right, once James Brown is through, wait till he's through. The hardest working man. Yeah. <laughs> Ow, 
Yeah. Are we ready to go? Okay, James Ronald, like he's done. Okay, okay. Oh no, come on, already, come on, already. Oh my god. All right, guys. Thank you, thank you guys. Oh my god. Oh my god. Thank you all. I have lost it. All right. Um, oh my god! I'm gonna get this next ship queued up. Oh, I feel good. Right. So, so yeah. We're on trade. Yeah, we're moving the trade. And it's in gravy. We're trying to. Oh, oh, come on, Lefty. Oh, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Chicken. Lefty, come on. Lefty oh just gave gosh. 10 gift subscriptions. What? Okay, guys. Oh. All right, thanks. Ow, I feel good. You guys, guys, it's embarrassing at this point. Yo, Thank you, guys, yo, though. Incredible. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we can't even do the show now. I'm going to go have a smoke because we can't even do the show now because of James Brown. <laughs> James said, I need to smoke. <laughs> Ow, I feel good. Y'all making James work tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay guys Ow, I, I know this is crazy oh, thank you testes you guys are the best thank you guys okay okay i'm gonna bring up this the, the next ship we're gonna be talking about here <laughs> yeah, yeah i think they can hear you go ahead and read it <laughs> So when we talk about trade, basically trade involves uh, transfer goods or services from one person's or entity to another, often in exchange. The second go ahead and bring up uh, obviously are these one of my favorite shits, <laughs> and the other one is one of my friends' favorite. Talk about smoking the merchantmen, one of my all-time favorite shits. <laughs> And then, of course, the other one is So let's go ahead and look at starting with the merchantman. What do you guys think about the Griff? Oh, my God. Uh, well, you oh, know, wow. this is kind of an interesting piece because I think we need to, I always have to distinguish trade and cargo, right? Um, cargo, in my definition, guys, this is my definition, is when I'm hired or take a mission to carry someone else's items from one location to another. Uh, maybe there's a mission giver that says that there's some medical supplies needed on this particular moon or in this particular system, <clears throat> something along those lines. Um, trade is when the items that are on that ship are mine. I personally own them and I am selling them. Here come Matt Style. Oh God, Matt Style now, oh my God, come on. Mastow 20? Oh my god, Mastow gave out 20? What? Uh, and then Melvillist comes on. Okay, you guys, this is too much. Thank you guys so much. about to catch your fire, man. He's All right, we're in a hype mode, guys, of level five at this point. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, please, please, please. I know that's right. I know that's right. Oh my god. Oh my god. All right, thank you guys. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, if nothing else, you put the money right back in the bank so we can do more giveaways. So, oh, so thank yes. you guys. We, we will yes. definitely do that. Yeah, hey, Stan, uh, Standard. Oh. 
All right. So, oh, and thank you, Quiet J, 100 bits. We appreciate that. Oh, my God. Ow, I feel good. Uh, nice. Mad Style says, I'm not going to be outdone. Uh, and it's, <laughs> but oh it's crazy. Oh, my stuff. God. 20, 20, uh, 20 uh, sub gifts. All right, so hopefully you guys, I don't even have, you know, they gave away so many subs, we don't even have enough viewers to take all these subs right now. So thank you, guys. Okay. I know. Okay, so let me get back to this thing about the ship, um, the merchantman. Um, I do have one piece, I, I do, I know, I have one piece of advice uh, regarding the merchantman. Last good. last week on the show, we gave away one of these, and uh, yes. I, I, one of the things that I mentioned was if you have an opportunity, Ow, if you have an opportunity to buy one, get one. And there's a, a reason why I'm saying this. There are very few ships left in the CIG list of ships. Ow, there are very few of those ships that were the original concept-drawn ships where the metrics were not created. The Banu, Ow, the Banu ship is one of those ships. Where, and what I mean by that, for those of you who don't get what I'm saying, is that when these ships were first conceived, when they were first conceived, they didn't have the true metrics for them. In other words, how tall people would be, this, the width of the corridors, things of that nature. And if you look at the history of how CIG has operated, any ships that they have built that were in those pre-days of metrics, have, have always grown in size. We first saw it with the Starfarer, mm -hmm. And then we've seen Carrot. it with other ships that existed prior to it. So we saw the carrot grow. We know that the Orion is going to grow. Uh, the, 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 the javelin. It all of those ships. And the Endeavor. No, and the Endeavor. Oh and the Endeavor. All those ships that were pre-metrics are going to grow in size. Quiet J, thank you again for the hundred uh, for the hundred bits. Thank you so much. Oh my God! And so any of those ships that were pre metrics more than likely will grow in size. Now we don't know how big the Banu Merchantman is going to be. We do know that it was considered at one point it was a, considered a corvette. It's still in the lore considered to be their yeah. flagship military ship. So we we feel that it means that even though it's a trade ship, it has a good amount of defensive and offensive capability. But some of you also know that part of the lore of the Defender is that the Banu Defenders are supposed to be designed to work in some synchronous way with and the Banu Merchantman, right? But we don't know what that is. We just know that there's some synchronicity that is supposed to exist between those two ships. And so one of the reasons why the Defender has mid-range weapons instead of short range is because of that. Now, when it comes to defending the ship, we I don't know what the defensive capabilities are other than this is the Banu capital. Um, so... Taking it out, yes, you're gonna need to have some type of escorts because more than likely, Seth, <laughs> Seth, thank you so much for the 1,000 bits. Thank Thanks, you, thank Seth. you, thank you, Seth. Oh my God. Um, but taking that ship out, not only is it the value of the ship, but obviously if it's a trade ship, the items that you have on it, as I mentioned earlier, are not somebody else's, they're yours. And if you lose it, that's your money out of your pocket that's gone. Um, and, and so that you have a different re relationship with this cargo versus when you're taking a cargo ship is somebody else's stuff, which you could probably have insured. This stuff is yours. And if you've traveled all over to different systems to help build up your stock on that ship, and all of a sudden you have to worry about it being pirated or lost, I think you're going to have a really bad day. So that's all I got to say about the Banu Merchantman. I got something on that that just opened my mind up about the Banu Merchant. Mm -hmm. Well, based on what? 
the most recent thing John Crew mentioned, he he did mention something as far as the defender having some sort of link or symbiotic link mm -hmm. to the merchantman that will make it a, a powerful weapon to ward off or defend. But um, with that said, breaking it down to the, the, the core details of the cargo aspect, um, the Banu merchantman has the opportunity to become so unique in the sense that uh, players themselves, and I think even uh, CIG may follow suit uh, based upon what the backers will do. And I'm thinking, or I'm, 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 I'm uh, putting myself in the feet of the, the backers. You may have uh, certain backers or individuals who just do components to trade. You may have other backers or, or, or Banu merchantmen who will do just uh, weapons. They have that option. Or then you have maybe um, backers who will do just, just about everything, a one-stop shop, or then you may have a backer who will do the things based upon exotics. Um, <clears throat> and so that can go from anything from livestock of alien life forms or fish and whatever. But then what you guys uh, helped me to look at also, and we, it's not, well, with the Banu Merchantman, it has the opportunity to take advantage of the uh, reputation system. So if you're in the pyro system and you're well known, even with pirates, so basically when you meet to rendezvous in that location, you're gonna they're gonna have your back because they know you are gonna have the goods. Mm -hmm. And so it's not so much that you have to make sure you have to have that 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 security detail. Mm -hmm. You know, you may have the support of pirates in the pyro system because you have that connect. So that's going to lend to some interesting layers and complexities in game that you will be able to do things that others may not have to do or pay or actually actually have to pay extra in those logistics to ensure that they can sell their goods. Mm -hmm. makes sense. Reputation system plays into logistics. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Plus, what about you, Banu? I, I mean, I mean, I'm excited. I've always loved the Banu Merchantman. Uh, I'm excited to see what they're going to do about the concepts. Um, but in reference to logistics, we know that the Banu Merchantman is designed to be in tandem with the Defender. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> this is one of those park it and, 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 and come over here and, 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 and get your goods type ships. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, I mean, the logistics could, could vary here. I mean, you could be in one location for a day. You could be in one location for days. Mm -hmm. You could be yeah. in one location for a week. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Until your resources uh, have to be replenished, and then you're gone. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And if your prices are good, you know, you know, there's always somebody that's trying to go ahead and undercut somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, of course, if you undercut somebody too much, then that person might sick out the hounds on you. Mm -hmm. so, Put a hit on you. Right, so hopefully there's some type of communication system on the Banu Merchantman that is detectable that can that can catch these types of communications between nefarious folks. Um, um, reputation again. Right, you know what I'm saying, and that's that that plays into it as, as well. If you build up your reputation in a particular system where you can go ahead and just chill out and hang like a pyro, okay, and you know pyro is already depleted anyways, so. Yeah. You know, I understand you got some pirates in there, but they're going to need some some bit of 
easy traveling instead of jumping between several systems that may not allow yes. them to get through. Mm -hmm. So a brand new merchantman, I don't think it's going to be as targeted as most people think, like a whole mm -hmm. series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and, and, got common sense that whoever's flying around in there. Yeah, yeah. Right, because like I said, it's basically a one-stop shop. The trade design in, in space, and one moment's there, and one moment is gone. Yeah. And, so, go ahead, Griff. No, I was just going to say real quick, uh, Chrome Ninja, thank you for the follow. Vengeful, 1977, okay. rather. Thank you for thank the you subscriptions Vengeful. for Chrome, three months. Thanks for the follow. Um, and Kimmy touched on the other point that we had mentioned on a previous show, is that those people who are living in unlawful areas... Uh, who cannot go into the UEE, they are going to need a means to purchase and buy and sell. They can't come into UEE space to do it. And so ships like this, as you mentioned, Kimmy, could be very welcome in areas yes. where other people would not go. In fact, the word may be out when there's a Banu merchantman in the system, don't mess with them uh, with because yes. this is who's providing yeah. us with our resources uh, where we buy our weapons or whatever the case may be. Don't NPCs have a say in this too? They can. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they probably come in and want supplies. Yeah, they <laughs> they, they could. Or you I mean it'd be What's it'd be great. Them? You know, it, it well, you know, I mean it'd be great if a Banu merchant could have a cargo area that was undetectable. Mm, yeah, if they could. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a, that's I didn't think of that one, Kalasa. You know, so that way you right. that group calls you up and says, "Okay, Kimmy, we need Kimmy's organization, you know, incorporated to come over here because we need these Kimmy's like, okay, I'll be there and da 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 da. da. Make sure you park those gates. I'm only going to be there for a couple of hours. So get what you need. You already know you get yeah. that discount. And then Kimmy comes in there and instead of Kimmy running around here with quantum drive com component, he's got some quantanium, you know, or some type of, you know, uh, item that's combustible and can blow up and things like what have you. And Kimmy's got that undetected. I mean, it'd be amazing the types of things that you can do with this, but logistics with this, I don't think would be as deep as you would need to have if you had a whole series. Okay. I want to say this real quick. If CIG is listening to this and a lot of you guys know, uh, what it is is about go i don't i don't go to a barbershop anymore i cut my own hair but there's a lot of you out there who know what happens with the barbershop type of thing uh you have these entrepreneurs that will show up with items <laughs> that will sell these items <laughs> in a barbershop at a, at, a, at a really good price <laughs> and so hopefully if sig is watching this it would also be a good transport or uh, avenue for pirates to have pilfered goods to to unload those hot items and maybe there's some technology that the band new can kind of clear those hot items or mm. fence them okay. well they do have shops they do have shops in the in the, in the band right. new merchant there are so shops maybe you could purchase a a a particular store and stay there for that time period and let me use this as a transition to our second ship because we've been on the band new a little bit i want to go over mm -hmm. to the privateer because those of you who own the privateer know, as Colossal just mentioned, that it has shops too, but it also has two secret shops on board. And so it kind of, you know, CIG kind of did a wink, wink toward black market items or illegal items or things of that nature that could be uh, sold on this particular ship as well. Uh, let me bounce back to Colossal. Then Kimmy, Colossal, uh, you mentioned about one of our friends as a privateer. Um, Pros and cons on a ship like this. I mean, a privateer, unlike the Banu Merchantman, uh, is a completely different design. Um, yes. it, it is not considered a capital ship. It's not necessarily, even though we've seen it kind of tricked out weapons-wise, 
it does have a Drake or Drake reputation. Uh, and, and, and CIG has made it very clear that a Drake compared to an Aegis in the sense of structure, armor, things like that, uh, are, are not equal. Uh, what is the value of a ship like this? What does it take to escort this? I mean, you've got all these decks on of it on, on this ship. Are those, are these decks there for people who are coming to just purchase, or is that part of your defensive security crew when you're moving that ship back and forth for trade? It'll be both. Like I said, you, I mean, one thing about a Drake, and I, I always pick on a Drake. I think Drake is a great ship, but once again, you fly on it, you die on it. But so Eject is not an option. <laughs> it's not an option, sir. But um, I said that's a great ship name for a Drake out there. For someone who want to name that Drake ship. <laughs> eject, eject is not an option I'm for the name. <laughs> that's funny. But, um, but you know, but um, I, I, I think a privateer, doesn't a privateer, and like I said, chat, help me out with this. Uh, I believe a privateer has more cargo space than a merchantman, right? They, that has been, they've been going back and forth about that because they were talking about reducing it. And I know the community r went crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know. Let's look, let's look at the stats. I'll bring up the stats while you're talking. Go ahead. Right, because I believe you know there's a lot of things that they 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 took out of the private uh, they brought into the privateer and took out of the regular Kraken. Um, mm -hmm. So um, uh, shops, uh, I, I would not be surprised. I mean, I think they do have crew quarters, so I wouldn't be surprised mm -hmm. if they had it there on security deck and things like that. They still got the landing decks on top, so you still can use that for any types of major air support. Um, so, I mean, it, 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 I believe the, what is it with a Drake? Isn't it, um, the armor is a lot weaker on a Drake? I believe? Yeah, that's what I said compared Supposedly. to, they just said comparison, if you were to compare it to like H's, which is much more battle right. designed, you know, but it's still, they say it's still sturdy. The wires. Right, right. It's, it's sturdy. It's mm -hmm. a big ship. And, right. and she can, she, and other, another thing, a, a good thing about, uh, uh, the Kraken, I don't know if the privateer can do it. It should be able to do it. The privateer can, the, Kraken can land on surfaces, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, right, right. So, <clears throat> so can, uh, if, if that's the case, I'm quite sure the privateer be oh, able can. to do that too. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that would allow that ship to be on in planets like uh, a riser type planet, you know, Star Trek type deal, mm -hmm. um, and and uh, and maybe sell goods to the rich and famous, you know, or things like that. So there's a lot of avenue with, there's some pictures right there, there's a lot of avenue with the privateer mm -hmm. that, that could be very, very um, beneficial. Um, uh, I, I think it would be well-suited for logistics. I think it would be well-suited for defense because, once again, they do have those landing uh, zones on top. Mm -hmm. So they're their own, um, you know. Mobile logistics itself. Mobile logistics mm -hmm. bizarre type deal, yeah. Okay, okay. Very cool, very cool. I think it's a little bizarre between the two when you're talking about the cargo capacity uh, between the uh, Kraken and the privateer because – you know, it was brought as a variant to say it's more on the uh, the, the uh, trading and, 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 and business side, the, the Kraken, but it holds a capacity of 768. That's just now. That could change. When you compare to the Kraken, the original release of 2018, it holds 3,792 cargo. So mm -hmm. it's a little variation there that says, wait a minute, who's the uh, com more commercial type ship? Mm-hmm. But then when you look at the privateer, I think some of the advantages as far as, you know, trading or and such, it, mm -hmm. it, it's, uh, I think it's robust enough to, to, to uh, you don't have to have a, a, a full complement of security. It can handle its own. But I think also, I think the, the, the extra thing that it could probably do is as opposed to <clears throat> having items, uh, a lot of the items, mainly when you think about ship components, uh, they have a they have a ship repair facility 
So it could be a thing of for pirates, a place for them to say, okay, I'm gonna land on the, the privateer, get this component fixed or repaired, and you pay for that transaction there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that could be. And and again, the, the privateer, even though there's 768 in cargo, there's still the storage in all of the, I think nine or seven stores that you have as well. Again, distinct, distinguishing between cargo and trade, right? I mean, the privateer is distinctly being uh, lined up like the merchantman where it's more about trade and doing transactions mm -hmm. more than the whole, you know, getting from here to there when we start talking about, you know, the whole series of ships. Let me ask both of you guys a question. Have you all thought about on logistics, what percentage you're willing to pay out in versus how much you're willing to keep in your pocket when it comes to security, all the, you know, when it's, when it's all said and done, how much are you willing to split the numbers? Um, have you thought about like, are you going to have a flat number for security? Are you going to say, Hey, I pay, you know, 20% of my money goes towards security, you know, or are you going to base it upon negotiating with the security people? Have you thought about that yet? I mean, I've thought about, you know, when you're doing, you're, some logistics could be as, as in, if you're trading, first of all, you, you don't trade your goods, you sell, you trade somebody else's, I mean, you escort or you, you know, you trade somebody else's goods. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you could use that money right off the front to go ahead and buy what you need to buy and hope that you get that money in return plus some. Okay. Um, you know, and you know that, that's that's what I would do in terms of you know maybe car, it's as far as cargo, but going over to trade. Um, uh, you know, if you're going to go ahead and use your money, then you could use. I mean, there are I've seen some logistics where they're spending about a, a quarter, if not a quarter, almost half of their money on um, support or security, mm. on support or security. And the hope is, is that, you know, you, you know, some people jack up the prices of the goods in order to come out on top. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, it, that could be the case. Or you establish your own security where, where, you know, basically your org has whatever type of dividends to split up the costs. Okay. But it could be interesting. Okay. All right. Let's, let's jump a little bit. Kimmy, would you mind reading the next category for us, which is uh, salvage? Oh, yeah. One of my favorite. Uh, according to salvage, this is the process of recovering a ship and its cargo after a ship shipwreck or other maritime casualty. Uh, salvage may encompass towing, refloating a vessel, or effecting repairs to a ship. Today, protecting the coastal environment from spillage of oil or other contaminants is a high priority. So we have two ships that will serve that purpose. It's the SRV. Uh, which will I'm, I'm going to change up Kimmy. Let's do it with the crucible instead, instead of the SRV, if that's okay. Uh, thank you. How about mm -hmm. that? Okay. Mm -hmm. The cru uh, the crucible uh, for repair. Mm -hmm. Okay. And mm -hmm. the rec uh, the reclaimer. Mm -hmm. Yep. I thought you were going to throw in the uh, the vulture, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, like I said, I'm mixing it up a little bit. This vulture is a smaller yeah. version. So, um, okay. Crucible. Um, this ship is way down the pipe. We, we, you know, it's not something yes. that we're expecting to see anytime soon, uh, but it does go to what Kimmy mentioned in the description there. We start dealing with repair and, and salvage and towing. In fact, when the Crucible first came out, it was supposed to have a tow ship that was supposed to come with it, and then they changed it, and now we have the SRV. Um, is this ship need an escort? Or is this going to be one of those ships that could be just out there? People see it floating around. It's like, ah, that ship that's on there is busted anyway. I mean, is, does this need any logistics in the sense of protection and security? 
Um, obviously, we know it needs things like food and things of that nature, but what are some other logistical things that need to be on a ship like the Crucible? Uh, skilled crew that knows how to repair, of mm -hmm. course. Uh, mm -hmm. So I wouldn't go out there with it, just NPCs in that sense, unless I had no other choice. But also the the material, you definitely got to have the material because mm -hmm. uh, if you're going to a specific area or a place where you know that there's a lot of uh, an aftermath of space battles taking place or people trying to, you know, not have their insurance premiums uh, go up, it would serve you best to have enough of supplies to basically repair these ships and, and bring them back uh, to a point where they were, they're actually better than the, the showroom floor. Uh, that was the concept of the uh, Crucible, that once you go through a repair uh, process with them, uh, you, have a, you have the opportunity to have the, the whole hardened to the, to the extent that it's even better than what the manufacturer has done. So, yeah, as a Crucible owner, you want to have, matter of fact, you want to have the cargo filled to the hilt in regards to uh, whole uh, repair. And uh, because you don't know how long, you know, you want to be able to fix these ships as long as possible before you have to co go back and replenish, uh, restock those, uh, those pieces of material. Because you don't know as far as supply and demand, uh, it may be harder for you to get. So get as much as you can, as much as you, you can stand. Mm. So, Colossal Logistics question. Uh, my ship has been damaged in battle, right? Um, matter of fact, it's been damaged to the point where I can't fly it. Um, why, is it why, is, why is there a better edge to get a crucible and somebody to repair my ship than it is for me to lay a claim on it? What, why, why does this ship become more beneficial? Well, because first of all, I think the crucible has a ship that you can upgrade your components. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about the Crucible. I mean, you can use the Crucible to upgrade whatever you got on that ship. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, versus once you, um, uh, and then obviously you gotta, you gotta get to the, 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 to the docks first. If you're, uh, if you're out in space stranded, mm -hmm. so it's, it's almost, you know, I, I understand some people want to go ahead and reclaim this stuff, but once the game comes out, <laughs> you gotta get to that station. Mm -hmm. And if you're out stranded in space, talking about reclaiming um, might not be as beneficial to you. But unless... There's another point about reclaiming that I want you to hit on though. Right. What is, what is it? Does anybody, do either, either you guys know, does anybody in chat know what it is? Why is it better to go to that? Why is it's it better, better to, go to, get, to what? Why is it better to go to the crucible versus claiming your ship? Because once you your reclaim- Your insurance rates are gonna go up. <laughs> right. And Don't you're you gonna lose. be- Admiral Kusanagi says claiming ships will be much difficult. It would take a few yeah. days or yes. a few real weeks to get your ship yes. back. That's the factor. Time. Yes. Time yes. is the Time factor. Time is everything. Mm -hmm. Especially if that's your go-to ship to make money. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to delegate over to another ship or, or ask a crew member to borrow a ship, which will be a cost as well. But still, it comes down to you don't have that ship anymore. What about components? Oh, wow. Are all components protected under the insurance? You can, they said that you will be able to get insurance for that, but the LTI insurance only covers the body, the which you get, which you get from the, which you get from the manufacturer. Yeah. Anything that you've done to it extra, you've got to be able to get insurance for that stuff too. Right. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. so that's a double rate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And by the uh, way, don't forget guys, if you don't have LTI, you can buy insurance in the game. 
So, you know, yeah. a lot of times people you think, know, oh, I don't have insurance. You will be able to purchase insurance in the game. Okay. Yeah. I have a crucible. Yeah, I got a question. Here's the thing that's interesting. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. If the component, if your custom components are not ready, does that factor into the timetable of you waiting? Well, I, that's a good tri- question. That's a good question. Good question. Holy I don't know. Smokes. Or, you know, there may be a situation too where some components are only, you can't get them from insurance. Um, in, when we played Star Wars Galaxy, there was this thing, I forget, what was it called? Colossal, when somebody would get their weapon, they do this, this technique to make it better. There were these certain people you would take your weapon to and they would, there was always a percentage, like if they were really good at it, the percentage of it happening was good and the weapon wouldn't get destroyed. If they were just kind of a rookie at it, the percentage of damaging your weapon or destroying it was there. But my, my point is, is that um, that was something that you had to go to somebody to get done. You couldn't go to a store and get that done. Yes. So it, what it did was it created a career of people who did that. So that would give something like the crucible, right? If, yeah, I bought the component back, I got it insured, but if I, if I got this super hyper blah, 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 blah version of it that only Kimmy can make, now you see what I'm saying? There's demand for you and your ship now versus me just saying, I'm gonna put a claim in and get it back, you know? That has a greater value, especially a value for me losing it. If I lose it, what's the cost to me as well? Uh, when maybe I had to freaking, you were seven systems over when I had to get this thing from you, right? So yep. the logistics of that even is another factor. Um, anyway, anybody, anything anything else you guys want to say about Crucible? Yeah. Crucible? Now I'm going to move on yeah, to the next one. Yeah, I, I do because because if you, I have a Crucible, so if you ever need your, your stuff, fixed, you, can, you can find me at, chat you can find me at, right, you can find me at, chat. Absolutely. And Half you can find me charges. at imikefixitforyou.com or you, you can go ahead here. and you can go ahead and go to Kimmy and you'll get Kimmy's one of those triot tags called, called, called Fix It Again Tony. So if oh, you want to do that, <laughs> if you don't got it, I'll see you later. I'll yeah. still fix it for you. I'll still fix no it. worries. Put a rubber band around it. Yeah, Kim, Kimmy says he's doing credit repair too. Not only ship repair, but credit repair. That's pretty good. Okay, let's uh, let's Pay go. Me to, later. Pay me later. Yeah, let's go to uh, what many of us call in the game the uh, the Star Citizen version of the Nostromo, uh, the Reclaimer. Oh um, this is a big one. Um, in relation to this one, no, I'm just going to say in relation to the ship, it's a big ship, right? It's slow. Um, it's a salvage ship, you know, so my question becomes, is this thing yeah. got to worry about people picking on it or is it just going to be, you know, there are some things that are working in space and we just see them all the time and we don't give second thought to, right? Because they're doing maintenance or they're doing something else. Is this ship need escorts? Does it need, I mean, the question you know, is, is it, will it be anything of value right off the bat? Would it, would it benefit you by attacking? Would you, mm. would you benefit from attacking it? And would those valuables be enough for you? And let's I don't, see. I don't, Let me see yeah. what the crew comp. This is a crew compliment on this thing. The crew compliment on the reclaimer. Minimum four, maximum of five. Maximum of five. Now, I'm, I'm, some of you guys have these bigger ships. We, Kimmy, you talked about the Caterpillar earlier. Uh, the reclaimer. Mm-hmm. Some of these ships have like six stations in their yeah. command modules. Um, I know for a fact this one has four in the command module. Then when you come out of the command module, you know there's that drone area out back where there's two seats in there. And then there's the area with the screens that has four monitors there. So I'm not saying that everything has to be manned, 
But I am saying we have to think about what, you know, a lot of times people say, I'll take four people out. Can four people run a reclaimer? I mean, literally run it because we haven't talked about, and guys, I want you to give me your thoughts on this. We haven't talked about engineers on your ship, medical people. We haven't talked about that. We've just been talking about flying from here to there. But when your ship's on fire, you know, do you need, or, you know, somebody who needs to fix something, are you guys going to hire engineers? Are you going to, what are are your thoughts? Kimmy, what are you going to do? Well, I mean, the base, like, like we're talking about the the reclaimer and and its size, it's, it's org centric. It automatically becomes org centric Mm -hmm. and just taking, taking it off the pad. The, the dollars you can you can feel the you can feel your credits falling out of your pocket just by taking <laughs> off the pad, man. It's just dripping, man. It's a wet drip coming out of your pocket. And so, with that said, I mean, it's got to take a, a a number of people to be involved in this operation, mm. and to know that it's not about you, but it's about the organization. If you really and truly want to operate this ship the correct way. And so yeah. with that said, it's just a, a, an operation that have interconnected parts from the security to uh, the smaller ships that will do the, uh, the, the detailed dirty work in regards to making sure every efficiency is met with the reclaimer. Mm-hmm. And as you said, uh, Griff, you want to go and be in a complimentary uh, crew of, of, of actual people as opposed to NPCs or blades. But depending on the, the economy or the way some situations may happen, you may have to make those uh, changes to blade to NPCs at certain given points. If your org is suffering, you may not have the capability to have a, a larger operation. So it's a, more of a thing of you, you would hope to have uh, variants on your components that will help you sneak in and sneak out. So it's more of a thing where as a, a larger org, you're there, you're dedicated, you're focused on making that money, but then it, depending on how things hit you or affect you, you may have to do things solo okay. with a small crew and get in and get out. Okay. Von Cody says something here. He says, if the ship needs repairs, then you go, then you go do that job instead of working the drones or the turrets. And Von, and Von I, I agree with you that your people have to be multi-talented. You can't be just kind of a solo career. Yeah. But this is what I will toss out to you. And let me throw this to you, Colossal. Um, if I'm on that reclaimer and I've got a reclaimer, I'm, I need somebody in that pilot seat, right? I mean, I don't care what's going on. Somebody yep. always has to be in that pilot seat because if, if there's an attack or anything else, I can't afford for anybody to have to run through several doors up a ladder and elevator to get to the pilot. I also want somebody in the co-pilot seat because as the pilot is preparing to try to get the ship out of whatever, I want somebody else there who's plotting navigation or handling shield management for that person so that they can get that beast moving. So that's two people out of five gone. Two people out of five are gone. Okay. Now these people who are operating drones have got to know what they're Mm. doing. Drone operators have got to know what they're doing. And this goes to what Kimmy was mentioning earlier about reputation, guys. When we talk about logistics and the people you hire and bring on board your ship, uh, we all have had this situation happen before. Colossal, when you've gone out with the mole, you've known people to go out with a mole and maybe some people will go out and then they'll leave the captain's seat so they can go run a laser. That's not going to happen later on. The risk of doing that is going to be crazy. Death of a spaceman. What happens when you have the laser operator or the drone operator who doesn't really know what they're doing? So reputation is going to be vital when it comes to you staffing and manning your ship. Mm -hmm. So even though it's great to say, let me get my buds, all your, and Kimmy, you said something earlier 
when you talk about logistics about the background on people, right? What if some of your buds yes. have criminal backgrounds and you well, go we, out we with them? About oh. this earlier, Griff. Yeah. We, we go to other systems and then all of a sudden the law is pulling us over or someone's <laughs> pulling us over. We found out maybe somebody on the crew had a mm-hmm. outstanding something that they did. And we're like, hey, <laughs> we're going to drop two bottles of water on the floor, grab them, pick them up. And we're letting the, the people know you're getting floated to the port <laughs> side of the ship <laughs> because we don't want that kind of trouble. Yeah. And so it, it, it would behoove you to understand or have that conversation ahead of time. Okay, uh, we're going on this mission. Is everyone clean? What's the old saying? Are you are you riding dirty? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Colossal? You're right. Yeah, well, I'm I, was, sorry, I mean, you you have you have not only just the pilot and the co-pilot, but you have two tractor beams. Yes. On that ship, I don't know if yes. that ship has any drones. I don't think it has any drones. Yes, it does. Yes, it, it does. does. Yes. The oh, drones. the reclaimer. Wait, wait, wait. The reclaimer's drone. They it has. You know that second room when you um. When you come in the back where the elevator is, when you right. go up, remember there's that drone room. That's, that's right. There's mm-hmm. a drone room. Claim them. Okay. All right. So yeah, you're going to have to have those people on the ship. And just like, uh, you know, it, you talk about people who's not knowing, that's uh, not doing what they should know how to do. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have to play amongst us on that ship. That's just that simple. They're going to have to get, be banded or thrown out because it, that's, that's once again, that is a, that, that is a float, float about that ship. They all float down here. You know? because, can float. Because that's a lot of money. And, yeah. and, but as far as, but as far as major logistics on that ship, like you saw one of the videos that Star Citizen put out. As a matter of fact, it was in Squadron 42. Was that a reclaimer that was mm-hmm. uh, tearing apart that ship? When yep. the, when the, um, the Starfare, when it came up, yeah, when, when, the, when the cloud. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. When yeah. the Gladiuses were riding mm-hmm. through and they were asking questions. Yep. So did you see anybody yeah, else with them? Did you see anybody in yeah. any other ships? No. No, it was just no. them, that ship, and that crew. Mm-hmm. So uh, it may not take a major logistics with that crew. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, and, and they made a comment about legitimate salvage, right? For, for, right. For, for the most part, the other thing that I think is going to have to play in, which is exactly what I think Olefti is saying, is reputation. Mm-hmm. Because she said we have jurisdiction to take down this, this, this ship in, mm-hmm. in here. Right. So that's going to definitely play into that. Okay. Oh, Colossal, you don't you leave some you leave some food on the table. I want to highlight a, a, a great statement you said. I want to highlight this and emphasize this because you said something really, really cool. Uh, the fact of the uh, trailer, uh, Squadron 42, and it showed that the reclaimer was out there in the black just doing things, and it was right, not protected. So going forward, logistically speaking, uh, uh, 07 to the Montreal, Canada studio, uh, the planetary tech team, can you imagine when we'll see 10, 50, and eventually a hundred systems, you're going to have these type of ships that will tr- take that travel time to go out to these remote, far out uh, places in the persistent universe, knowing that there's no one over here to do their business. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And, 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 and to your point, you, and, and to your, bring that out and to your point, hang on a second, guys, I just got a message from, uh, okay. Okay, no problem. Um, to your point, uh, how are you guys going to handle the logistics and chat? You guys can jump in on this question. 
Uh, Dig, I see, I see you're here. If you want to jump in, just come on in Discord. I got you set up. Um, here's my question to you guys on logistics. How are you going to handle deep space missions? Some I've heard some of you guys say, I'm going to get in my character. When I go in space, I'm going to stay out there. Is that the way your crew is going to feel? Is your, is your crew going to want to do that along with you? If you decide you want to stay out in space for a week, how are you going to handle the logistics of that? <laughs> I think, well, once again, planning. <laughs> okay. okay. The, the, number, the number one thing in logistics is you have to plan. Okay. And your crew better well know what's going on in terms of where you're going to be, how long you're going to be there, and all hands on deck and who's going to be on deck. You may have to set up rotational schedules if you're planning to be on a carrick which is an exploration ship which is which is in, uh, designed for long stays out in space okay so and plus you got bigs i mean the game allows you allows the people to go ahead and jump into them um, log out come back on you right down that carrick so once again that goes into planning you, you gotta let planning and expectations yeah. let your crew know what's going on let them know that they're going to be out here this we may be out here on this day for this long so if you're willing to stay out here go ahead and jump aboard but letting you know this is how long we're going to be you okay. don't just so i mean that's that's the good thing about multi-crew um uh crew you gotta go ahead and, and if you're going to be in ships like that that are designed for that type of stay and don't forget you do have a ship a little um a sub ship that you can get a snuff ship that you can go ahead and, 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 and use those people to go ahead and get what they need to get throughout the system. So it's not like anybody just staying at, at that ship. You know, the captain may stay or what have you, but you still got people rotating, doing other things outside of the ship, going to different planets, bringing in whatever they need yes. to bring in, or setting things up for your ship to come in after they've secured the area. Wow. Right? Okay. I, I'm just yeah. asking this because this is going to be a factor. There are some people, like, you know, when we played Eve, uh, in Eve, you always had to return to a dock. Right at the end of the mm -hmm. game, you always return to dock, and Star Citizen is going to give us the flexibility of not being having to do that. We can log out yeah. in a bed, um, right. but but at the same time, you know, I, and I, the reason why I'm asking this is, you know, we can talk about logistics in the sense of how are you preparing. We talked about this a little bit before the show, gang. Um, logistics covers some other aspects that I think maybe some of us haven't thought about yet. We've talked about AI blades in relation to operating certain things on a ship when we're doing a mission. But AI blades also step in as stand-ins for when you lose a crew member. So let's say that Kimmy in and Colossal mission. and I are doing a mission. And, and as, as Kimmy always says, we go down to that planet and we get B-slapped, right? And uh, Colossal ends up dying. Colossal dies, right? So now Colossal is dead. That's one less crew member on our ship. And that space that he was occupying may have been a turret position or it may have been the co-pilot that AI blade. Now you've got to buy blades and have those in reserve. So in case you lose someone on a ship. Okay. Let me, I'm going to change gears real quick. We just got dig that to join us. Hey, Great dig. Point. How are you, buddy? Hey, how you doing? We're doing good, man. We're doing good. You're coming in at just the right time. Um, we are going to change gears in logistics now and start talking about mining in particular. Um, Mining, sure. mining is the extraction of valuable sure. minerals or other geological materials from the earth, usually from an ore, or ore body, load or vein or seam, reef or placer deposit. These deposits form a mineralized commodity that is of economic interest to the miner. And we're going to talk about two sample ships. The first one, I know you're going to laugh when I show you, but it's on the screen. 
Let's talk about I'm the rock. That statement. Let's talk I'm about not the rock. Say the earth. Oh, well, okay, I'm. Thank you. A moon you, you, or a planet? A planet, right? Thank you. I, I told <laughs> you that this was generic. I told you it was generic terms. Okay, so I, I'm let's. With you, man. I know. So let's talk about the rock, guys. Um, mobile mining, and we've got this new things going on with caves. Being able to take these mm. into 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 caves now, as well as on the surface of moons yeah. and planets, like Kimmy said. Um, What's the deal with these as far as security goes? Uh, are, is it safe to go out by yourself and kind of do your thing because they're so small and maybe unnoticeable? Or do you think that if you're hitting some really good minerals, there needs to be some type of security detail with these guys? Let me go with uh, Kimmy, then uh, Dig That, then Colossal. Uh, so, okay, I thought you were going to go with Dig That, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, he's just got here. I'm trying to let him get okay. in and get a little okay. bit. Mm-hmm. So hit me with the question. Uh, yeah, no, the question is that is, uh, something as simple as a rock, small vehicle, right? Is this something that people can go out in and feel safe in where they're mining and not have to worry about anything? Or is it something that, or maybe if you've got a bunch of them mining, you know, maybe you do need to think about bringing a security detail with you. What are some of the logistics yeah. of taking this out? I mean, and and, and, and we got to keep in, keep it in the context of where Star Citizen is. And so if I'm going to, I'm going to look at it as though uh, we've gotten things further ahead i'm looking mm-hmm. i'm always mm-hmm. looking at star citizen uh built out and no i'm not i'm not gonna feel safe as, okay as griff, griff talked about you got the yetis out there you got possibly the 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 eye the eye uh the eye parasite in the helmet mm-hmm. i don't think that is that's just fun with them that, mm-hmm. that could be a thing they don't do stuff just to do it but mm-hmm. you know these these apparent creatures uh you know, you, you want to scout these areas, but then sometimes you just say, hey, I'm just going to go mining. Uh, bad planning. Logistics is about planning. Uh, mm-hmm. You could probably run up on a group of pirates that's on the run. And I mean, actual people are saying, hey, let's, <laughs> how did you find this place? And mm-hmm. it, they're saying it amongst themselves. And they don't need witnesses or people to know where they are. And you, bad place, bad time. <laughs> wrong place at the wrong time. Okay. okay. So, yeah. So, you, you want to know, you, you want to understand that what is this area? Uh, what, what, what's, what's native to this particular system? Mm-hmm. And then you go in with, uh, initially with the, with the mindset that you're going to run into or encounter the unknowns. Good. So, you don't go all in uh, saying, I'm going to. I got my rock and you're going to mm-hmm. prepare. So no, yeah. you don't go in with the assumption that I'm just going to mine. Yeah. <laughs> a good point. Unexpected. Yeah. Good point. Dig. Uh, let me, let me throw this at you um, on this picture that's on the screen right now. You know, we've got this rock coming out of the back of a cutlass. Um, and, and, you know, quite often some people may go out solo like that, right? They'll pilot their ship. They'll get in the rock and leave their ship behind. But later on, as things get more populated and more involved, and even as Kimmy mentioned, even something as simple as uh, predators, things of that nature. But do, do you think people are going to start working more as teams? Like I'm in the rock and you're kind of in the cutlass holding things down in case I need to be extracted. G-G? You know, what's, yeah, you? yeah, I know. What do you think, Dig, as far as logistics on that? That, you know, do you think this is going to make more people have to play together versus solo play? I think that's going to be ideal. Um, you know, if you can have somebody watch back, then yeah, definitely do it. Are people going to do it? I don't know, because The mm. Rock is, uh, I mean, it makes some good money, but it makes some good money for a solo person when you have to pay security, mm. because otherwise, you know, I don't know too many people just want to hang out while you mining up and mm-hmm. making money. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have to take, 
uh, payroll into account, then now nah, I, I think it might stay like right now, man. Mm. Okay. Um, it's just not it's 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 profitable, but not 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 so much that you can just start paying security to run with you. Okay, okay. Awesome. Oh, Sethi, oh my God, Sethius, come on! You got to be kidding me! Oh my God! Oh, guys, Sethius just gifted twenty-five subscriptions. Twenty-five subscriptions. That is insane, Seth. Stop and thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my God! I'm a Twitch new man. Yeah, in other words, he gave gift subscriptions to 25 people that are watching the show, and those are like five bucks a piece, you know. So yeah, exactly. So he just dropped 125 dollars in gift subscriptions. Thank you, Seth. You're so crazy. Thank you, man. Um, so crazy. We got we got to listen to James Brown 25 times now. That's the kicker. <laughs> All right. Brown's about to burn up. Yeah, I know. You might have to have a picture of James Brown just drinking. I know. Yeah, that's about that's <laughs> Stay down in the split, James. That, just stay down. That, that's about it. Really, just keep them in the split. You're right. Yeah, that might have to be the move. All right, let's uh, let's change the gears here and go to the granddaddy of mining, uh, the Orion. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. granddaddy! Yeah, who who, who who amongst us owns an Orion? Not us, the black guy. Nobody owns an Orion. Yes, 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 and yes. Okay, I own one too. So you and I, yes, yeah, so you and I own one. What's the loaners for that? Oh, uh, that's a good question. You get a, you get a, um, a mole and a, you get something else too. A mole and a prospector. A mole and a prospector. No, a mole and a prospector. You get a mole and a prospector. They need to throw a dirt on that. Now, let me. was it? Uh, it, it well, the price changed on it. Uh, originally, the the Orion was something like two fifty or two seventy five. Then it went up to three fifty. Now it's like five, I think, something like that. Wow, it's changed. Double. So I can confidently say that the, the Orion uh, gameplay is going to be so so in depth. I mean, we're not going to get anything behind. In that regard, we're going to see some amazing gameplay with this ship. Mm -hmm. Let me, let we me, haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, let me, uh, already thank you so much for the uh gift subscription that you gave. Ito San, thank you for the follow. Venom999, oh thank you for the follow as well. We, we thank all of you guys so much for your following and the subscriptions. Let me say this about the uh Ryan. I'm going to give this disclaimer again, guys. This is another one of those ships, just like the Banu, that was done pre-concept or pre-matrix. Um, pre and as we already know, they've Amazing. shown us that the Orion has grown now. In fact, the Orion is larger. It's, it's, it's either just short of or just past the hull E. And the hull E used to be the longest ship. Um, so it has grown in size. Now, mind you, some people may still have it at the original price. And if you do, 
Just like the 890 and other ships, that's great if you got it at the lower price, but the ship has grown. I know you guys can't hear. I'm sorry, Josh. You got to blame Sethius for this. This is his fault that you can't hear me. Okay. Um, there we go. Uh, Noobly Noob, thank you so much for the follow. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So the That's end of James. Yeah, it is. It is. So this ship has grown now. It used to be 170 meters, uh, but it has grown way beyond that now. It is a capital class ship. Um, cargo capacity on it is 384. Minimum crew of four. Maximum crew of seven. I want to springboard off something that Kimmy said a few minutes ago about the Orion. He talked about the gameplay for it. The Orion is going to be definitely a ship that is specialized. The logistics of who's on your ship working on this one is going to be very important. If you get a chance to visit the original concept page for the Orion, if you guys go there, they have examples of what each position is going to be doing on this ship. Mm -hmm. You have someone who's operating um, a laser, uh, someone who is um, uh, scanning uh, the type of uh, rocks that you're using. You have the pilot. Uh, there's a refinery area on the ship. And I think there's mm -hmm. one or two other positions. I mean, these are exclusive positions that people are going to be yes. working on on the ship and they need to know what they're doing. Uh, even a pilot navigating a ship as large as an Orion through an asteroid belt will be no small task. Oh my gosh. And this is definitely one of those ships as Colossal mentioned earlier, that is when you go out to deep space, this isn't the ship you get in and go out for a half hour hour and play. Um, mm -hmm. when you go out with this ship, you're out there for a while. So, uh, Kent, since you own one Colossal, what are some of the logistics you've thought about, you know, when you think about operating a ship like this? I mean, she's a beast. You're going to have to know what you're doing. You're going to have to know how to mine that, that, that use that, that laser for the, for the mining. You're going to have to know how to use the claw that they have with that. Um, I, I, I like to go out with people who, um, like I find it funny, but then when you're mining, especially out in the asteroid belts where a lot of the rare resources are going to be. I mean, the intent was that the prospector was supposed to be able to mine out on the surfaces and mine your general components, your, your general ore, but couldn't mine the hardcore mineable ones out in the asteroid field. That was mm -hmm. for the Orion or the Mole, mm -hmm. right? So I hope they're still going through that because that basically shows you that, yeah, you can start off with the prospector, but if you want the real big or valuable ones, you might want to go ahead and move up. So go ahead and use the prospector while you're starting off, but you might want to use it, move up to that mole or, th or the Orion if you want the big dollars, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that was the intent. So you're going to need qualified people because now when you get out to that asteroid field um, and you're sitting out there, it does, uh, I, I think it does have drones. Yes, it does. And they're it big. It does have drones on that ship. They're huge drones. So yes. you need somebody to operate that. You need somebody to operate the laser. You need somebody to operate the claw. Um, you need, uh, um, uh, you know, other people to make sure it's got a refinery on board. This ship is going to need protection because she only moves forward and backwards. Mm -hmm. You know, in terms, you know, so it's not like she can turn around real quick and say, oh, hold on. There's another ship. By second. Give me a second. All right, so I got, on, a a I got a question. I got a question to that. I got a question to that now. So are these ships ships that you have to worry? What is it you have to worry about with these ships? When, you, when you're talking about ships like this large, uh, <laughs> is it piracy? I mean, in the sense of taking your ship? Or, what is it that is the fear for this? I mean, I know you're going to have the people in space who are just going to shoot at something because it's, it's, a, it's a target. But I think that I don't know if that's going to be the case because taking down a ship like this, I mean, we've seen people having difficulties taking down an 890 right now. What's, yeah. What is it going to take these ships down is going to be no small task. And you got to show up. Though. You got to show up with some serious firepower to take out an Orion. 
So my question is, what's the threat? And I'm not saying there isn't a threat. I'm just kind of curious. What is the threat you're seeing for ships that are in this scale? Money. I in, mean, in the sense of, uh, take, I mean, taking your stuff or taking the ship with your stuff? Both. I mean, you got, if, if, if you really consider in terms of piracy that this ship is worth the value mm -hmm. of whatever you claim it's worth, then it's going to be the cargo first. And we know, I don't think you can get pill for the cargo off of this. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to literally go and take, take the, ship. the ship. You're going to have to disable it and take the ship mm -hmm. and then take whatever you want on it. And you better hope and pray that that ship has refined all of its uh, unstable resources. <laughs> That's the case. Nor, so, nor dive in Anfrap. Thank you guys for the follow. Thank you so thanks much. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. you, all. you know, so, so, so yeah, if they're coming on here, I, I mean, I, I don't, uh, they are putting in, in the game where you got those cargo containers now that, can sh that should be able to ha handle unstable material. Will that be available for pirates when they come on, when they try to go ahead and take ships like these? Can they can they take the components? Can they take those those ores out of of the of the system before it's refined? I don't know, mm -hmm. but you you go to more than likely when you see a ship like this, you're going to have to answer the question: Is it worth taking? Right, right. You know, um. So so yeah, this ship is is going to be. I I got a sense that this ship is going to be very well armored, very okay. well armored, and that's why a lot of people now in the game that I see them all the time, where the miners shouldn't be able to shoot you with their mining lasers if this ship. <laughs> Is able to hit you with one of those minor lasers, one shot, kaboom, and I'm going to smile yeah. at every piece that comes off of that ship. You know, so I agree. It, let me, so well, you're gonna need you're gonna need some type of logistics, at least defense, Griff. Sorry right, about that. That's okay. Let me ask Dig that a question because he missed this question earlier. Dig, if you get hired to go out on the ship, right? Um, let's say you're good at piloting. Let's say you're good at piloting. Are you going to expect mm -hmm. the person that contracts you to provide? The things you need to be on that ship, such as food, water, things of that nature, even medical supplies, or are you going to assume that you got to bring that stuff yourself if you're going to be on a ship like this? I don't think it's crazy to um, ask a person to provide these things, but I think that's got to measure up with the pay. You know, if I'm bringing mm -hmm. some stuff, just like uh, if I'm going out to shoot some, like a film, mm -hmm. <laughs> if I'm bringing my camera and all that stuff, you better, I better be racked up. My wallet's better be on preggers by mm -hmm. the time I leave this thing. Okay, okay. But I think it's reasonable, but I mean, you got to pay. Okay, okay. That'll be part of the compensation. Okay, I got you. Um, okay, let's move on to our next one. Uh, if you would, uh, Kimmy, would you go ahead and read the one for piracy, please? Oh boy, this is a big one. All right. Uh... Moses, Moses Sith, thank you for the follow. Moses Sith. <laughs> I love that last in, name. Last part, Sith. Mm -hmm. Sith. Yeah, he yeah, would. In the context of piracy, uh, an act of robbery, uh, criminal violence, uh, by a ship or ships or a boat borne attackers upon another ship or coastal area, typically with the goal of stealing cargo and, and or other valuable or, or goods that are on that ship. Uh, here's a sample ships and the manufacturer has gotten a bad name. Drake 
any and all <laughs> would drink. Yeah, I was that just being funny. I was just bad, being right? funny. Yeah, We'd be yeah, a... that's, that's coming from an origin guy. Yeah. He's yeah. going to put it, lay the peanut butter on heavy. Yeah, I'm just picking on Drake, guys. It, it, it could be, we know piracy could happen with any shit, but I am going to just use this any as a shit. particular uh, thing. So my question, and this is a different question. Let me start with Dig on this one. Dig, when it comes to piracy, what do pirates need to worry about logistically? When they're going to go in to go take a ship or take whatever's on a ship, what are some of their considerations that they need to be thinking about uh, when they're getting ready to go in and do some form of piracy? They got to have some equipment ready to go. Um, they got the breaching the breaching tool or whatever it's mm -hmm. called mm -hmm. that's coming up. They're going to need to have some of that on deck. They're going to have to have some firepower. They're going to have to have the ships that are big enough to carry away the haul. Like if you're going after that Orion, man, you're going to have to have care like eight. No, what's, what's the big, uh, you gonna need a Herc, you know, need a Herc star lifter <laughs> to carry all that stuff. Mm. Tractor beams ready to go. Mm. I mean, you're going to have to have a fleet. That's like an org action to take something down like a, like an Orion. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Colossal. Any thoughts on um, piracy? What do some other considerations that pirates need to think about? I know we've talked about, Kimmy mentioned this earlier, reputation. I mean, yeah. are, what are some things that, that you have to think about if you're going to do piracy? Well, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to skip step five, which is learn for your mistakes, because it's going to be a major mistake if you think that you're going to go ahead and run up against one of those types of ships without any types of plan or contingency plan set up. Mm. Um, so, uh, I mean, like I said, you got to make a solid plan for that. You got to be able to have exactly what, what Dig Dak said in, in terms of the type of components that's going to be able to take down that ship in an efficient manner. Other than that, you're wasting, just like we heard, remember, way out when we when we talked about the Pirate Series last year. Mm -hmm. Pirate Show, they were, uh, we're talking about their gameplay and how it was uh, uh, in, com in contrast to Grievers, right? Mm-hmm. And their main thing, the guy sat there and said, I forgot his name, I apologize, but he sat there and said one of the things that, that piracy is all about is, is it worth the time, effort, and money? Mm -hmm. Okay, a true pirate org is not going to attack It's anyone. about money. Right, it's about profit. Money, unless the profit is solid. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, I think that if you're going to go ahead and, and do something like that in terms of piracy, you better have a solid plan to get you in and out. I would say it's sometimes it's not just about money though. Sometimes piracy is is as attractive just for the sake of pirating somebody. I know that happens in Elite Dangerous. Not everybody's about that fettuccine Alfredo. They just want to get it done. Like my buddy um, Exegius, he's a big uh, Elite Dangerous YouTuber. He calls himself a gentleman pirate because he'll um, he'll I forget what you call it. He'll he'll take somebody out of um, out of uh, what, what we call quantum, mm -hmm. and then he'll demand. Like a very small amount of their cargo, mm -hmm. just for the experience. Mm -hmm. So, I don't. But he's doing. But he's doing more of a role play. But he's he's still doing more of a role play. He's still doing a, a form of role play, though. Yeah. He, yeah. He's still asking. At the end of the day, he's still asking for some bit of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, so money has always been the sense. Uh, uh, the, the the thing for piracy has always been that. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. so well, there is without an exchange of some money that there, there really is no piracy. So yeah, right. I understand that. Mm -hmm. Well, without an exchange of money, you're right. There's no there's no piracy. It's only grievance. Mm -hmm. it's, it's only it's only grieving people. Yeah, that's what you get next after that. Because now, mm -hmm. what's your point of doing that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that I, was that, that was that thin line. And and I am curious as to whether or not Star Citizen will create 
what 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 dig that is suggesting because personally that's that's what i really want to come to star citizen as um uh, i don't I, i've been through enough games of just being target practice for the sake of target practice or for the sake of being on a leaderboard uh, i really want to go into the universe with those type of challenges uh where if i'm being challenged uh, i'm not saying somebody has to you know do this 100 percent role play but i do like the idea that there's purpose and meaning behind whatever takes place and that there are repercussions for it. You know, I don't mind getting pirated as long as I have an avenue to put a bounty on that person, right? Or something along those lines that counters what they're doing or that there's a law system or that if I go into unlawful space, I understand that that's the consequences of me going into unlawful space, you know, and I ain't gonna get mad about it because I went to unlawful space. Um, Kimmy, I wanna go back to something here. You talked about this earlier about the Kraken. Uh, and you talked about the fact that it had the repair area, the ship area, and on this picture on the screen, it's showing the area where they've got like the, the dragonflies and the yellow jackets. Um, uh, logistically, um, are people thinking about, do you think people are actually thinking about what it's gonna cost to equip their ships to do real missions in the game? Uh, a lot of people run around with stock stuff. I hear a lot of people worrying about what weapons they're gonna have on their ships. But are people thinking about everything from components to medical supplies to food? I mean, are people thinking about that yet in the sense of stocking their ships? Well, right now in the state of what Star Citizen is, I would I would have to say I would have to give a healthy no. Okay. Uh, it's not that they, they're not going to play that way. It's just that the game doesn't offer that. But as I'm thinking of how the game is played and going forward uh, in the concept of how it's to be played, um, some of us will learn, uh, it's a, it's a bit of wisdom and then it's a bit of knowledge or, or the school to school of hard knocks, uh, situations will happen where you will take on a mission and then, uh, you, you run into some difficulties in that mission and then you'll try to, uh, bounce back after the fact. Mm. Uh, but, but with the reputation system, as it really takes a look at who you are and monitors your progress through these missions, expect your missions to become more complex and more involved. And so you don't just, okay, take that one mission and or have those several strung together as successes to say that this is how Star Citizen is going to be played out mm -hmm. each and every time. As they know who you are in that reputation system, it also says that uh, you're going to be challenged. So uh, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a double-edged sword. Oh, you're the best of the best. You're, you're a five rated, uh, you're, you're a five-star rated and people are looking at you like, wow. Mm -hmm. But then they don't realize what it took for you to get there. And then mm -hmm. personally speaking, you have to maintain that. And, right. and at, at some point there will be no five-star uh, logistically speaking uh, players in that context, because the reputation will look to you fluctuate beat you down. Mm -hmm. You fluctuate. Okay. Good point. All right, guys, I'm going to skip that next category for bases and stuff. And I'm just going to drop down into uh, medical. Colossal, could you read the one for medical, please? Sure, absolutely. When in terms of medical, uh, basically, when you're dealing with medical, you're talking about emergency medical responders are people who are uh, specially trained to provide out of hospital care in medical emergencies. There are many different types of emergency medical responders, each with different levels of training, ranging from first aid and basic life support. Mm -hmm. So some tips that, uh, that, that should say we're gonna show you are the Cutlass Red and 
one of my favorite, if all I consider this the dark horse force of all ships, mm -hmm. the Endeavor. Mm -hmm. So Apollo. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, that's a good so Kimmy, yeah, well, no, guys, we can only cover so many ships, guys. I, I, you know, come on. So, okay, so Kimmy, let me ask you a question now. What is a person who's running a Cutlass Red got to worry about on logistics? What is their concern now? And I'm not talking about somebody who's going after like an org member or a friend. I'm talking about the person who's freelancing, doing medical. What are some things that they've got to take into consideration uh, when they're going out? Because on this picture here, you see three Cutlass Reds heading somewhere. Mm -hmm. Give me some thoughts about what they've got to worry about logistically. Uh, probably the people they tried to rescue and they did a hack job on and uh, <laughs> hit on them for screwing them up. They ended up, ended up with a cybernetic leg or a uh, cybernetic eye and they're like, screw this, man. I paid you and you, you gave me a hack job. I'm coming after you. <laughs> Running the chop shop, floating chop shop. Okay. Yeah. yeah somebody's coming from behind them, coming to, coming to attack them. They're running from people based on that picture. They did a hack job. <laughs> okay. Didn't have the facilities. Fair enough. But yet they took on a job. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, Death of the spaceman. You got me screwed, man. <laughs> I got I got one arm and two legs. <laughs> Colossals, what do you see as far as logistics? Anything that they need to worry about when they're responding to stuff? Uh, I mean, they they probably should take into consideration the laws of that area. Um, mm. And, you know, and uh, obviously these people will have the reputation to serve that area. Mm. Um, so that's uh, those two go hand in hand. Uh, I don't think anybody would be able to be in any types of service roles like that without having a reputation that, 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 uh, that requires them to serve. Okay. Um, in that capacity. Okay. Okay. And Dig, let me ask you this. Um, will these people be treated, you know, I, a little while back I tried to, I was going to write up something on Spectrum, but I figured I just get a lot of hate mail in regard to this. You know, in real world, um, there are, you know, there's, what's the term I'm trying to think of? Help me out, chat. The term that says that when you're doing medical stuff, people have to leave you alone. Um, you know, in the real world, uh, in war, Right when when yeah. yeah, but there's a term that I can't think of what it's called. And please forgive me, guys. No, not triage lefty. That basically says no. that you don't mess with the medical people because they're, they're it's kind of like the Good Samaritan thing. But it's it's that in other words, you don't blow up an ambulance. You know what I mean? You know, even though they're moving people back and forth. Geneva Convention. Thank you, Seth. See, that's the man to ask Geneva. right there. Jesus. Yeah, the Geneva Convention. Okay, the Geneva Convention. Um, and, and it would be great if something like that existed in the game because I, was, I actually came up with a gameplay mechanic that says when an ambulance or like a Cutlass Red or an Apollo is on, in route to somebody that it is vulnerable, that you can attack it in route. But if a ship is scanned and there is somebody who's injured, then if you decide to attack it, you have done a form of violation of a Geneva Convention, which means that you take now uh, a criminal stat because you've, you know, you've damaged somebody who's being returned because they're injured, right? That was like a mechanic I thought would be great. And I don't think people are gonna play by a Geneva Convention in this game, unfortunately. But my question becomes, you talked about reputation of the ambulance person, Colossal did. Dig that, what about the reputation of the person you're picking up? Do you think that, that people will treat ambulance drivers as neutral? In other words, this guy's coming to pick me up, you know, thank God, or this guy's coming to pick me up. I'm gonna pop him in the head right before we get to the station and take his <laughs> ship. You know, what, what, how do you think people will respond to when they call to get medical help like that? I mean, it's a little different than the real world. Cause you know, <clears throat> you're picking up 
people that have gone from combatants to non-combatants they're not functioning no more they're they're out of the game mm -hmm. star citizen you fix somebody up they're right back in the fight so i i, I kind of gotta go with the you know those are fair fair targets man it's all fair game mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if they fix somebody up and then that person they fixed up then got you at the end of their barrel it ain't a good look. So logistically, so logistically, do these people need to have a security person, right? You know, they like right now there are two beds on the Cutlass Red, right? Do they need to have somebody in the back with a gun? And that doesn't allow people, for example, to come up to the cockpit area. You know, they've got to stay in that rear area of the ship. If you start walking this way, I'm going to pop you. You know what I mean? Because uh, mind you, medical beds are going to change, right? We know that the, the different levels and tiers of the beds and how people are injured. But, mm -hmm. you know, but my question is, what are they, what does this person have to worry about? If I'm going out there to help people and, and mind you, I'm going to get paid, right? I'm, you know, 50, whatever the credits are, hundred credits. If I pick you up and drop you off or something, a thousand credits, whatever. Um, and that's why I wonder, are people going to leave these folks alone and say, Hey man, these people are rendering service for us. We don't want to get a bad reputation or are people going to, you know, not care. You well, know? For, first of all, you may, you're not going to send uh, an Apollo or a Cutlass Red out in the midst of a battle. You know, that's just unless it's, unless it's org related, unless it's org related, you might. Well, good luck, good luck on that. You know, I mean, because even you're sending those ships out for a suicide mission, they gonna get popped, right? And, and, Usually, that, and, that was, and that was why I was talking about the Geneva Convention. That's why I was talking about that because right. under Geneva Convention, you couldn't shoot those ships. So, right. but now you think or, that people are just gonna do it to win the tide, to turn the tide of the battle, that they'll just blow those ships up? Right. Usually, there's some type of system where uh, like it's like a delayed, nobody fights. So, you know, it's like a little white flag come get your dead, right? Mm -hmm. Or come get your wounded. Mm -hmm. And that's usually when those types of shit or, or those types of services are rendered. Mm -hmm. So they come out here with that type of, uh, I got reverberations in my ear. Somebody's got a mic open. Um, I think they, it's dig, uh, it's dig. Yeah. Um, there you go. So they, they come out there um, right when there's the all clear on both sides that has been established. Mm -hmm. And and so that's part of the logistics. You don't just go out there when guns are still shooting, talking about, wait, I got to get this person. No, it's going to be, don't know who you are, you're getting shot. So, <laughs> you know, so they come out there with that. And then the other thing is, we keep, we talked about criminal stats, right? So let's mm -hmm. say you're getting somebody who does have a criminal stat, obviously. Mm -hmm. So maybe you could say, remember in the medical phase with, with Star Citizen, I believe you can't just heal somebody like that and they're back out in the depending on the medical bed, mm -hmm. it may take 15 minutes, 20 minutes, it may take an hour for them to appropriately heal. So by that time, you've already gone back to where, you, to where you're going back to. They've been inoculated, right? They're knocked out in their bed because mm -hmm. I believe the Apollo has a little bed that they that you have to, that goes out and picks them up and comes on back. So that may be another uh, logistics that, that that comes in the gameplay because the Apollo actually doesn't have to go way out to get that person. They can stop someplace out and send that bed out to go get them. Yeah. Right? So now they're coming back and then when you come back, you may have those police officers or uh, to, to, to take them into custody, move them from the medical bed once you've rehabilitated them, depending on the time period, and now you've moved them into that cutlass blue for detainment. Okay. Okay. I shudder to, I shudder to think that you'll have organizations that could have such a rivalry against each other that they would decimate one, one group and then they'll wait for the medical crew to come to pick them up and then take them out just to make them do death of the spacemen to that extent. Or of attrition, I, I baby. I shudder to think that. Yeah, yeah, no, Diggs right. I mean, there are people that that's that's the way they're going to do it. 
there there yeah. are and and so that's going to be interesting it'll be interesting to see what they kind of create for that let's step up our game a little bit here and let me go to colossal first and dig the, i'm sorry colossal and kimmy then dig the in the endeavor and i'm going to colossal first because he owns one of these um wow. the, the some of you all know so, uh colossal i own one and colossal we, we both own one um so what? here's my here here's my question there is a configuration of the endeavor called the hope class which is the medical ship it's the medical version of this yeah. of this ship um what's the deal with this is this going to be target i mean it's, it's a durable ship this thing is supposed to be designed to be able to withstand uh meteor showers so that says that the the endeavor is not something that's just going to be easily hole. taken out, right? Yeah. Um, are you going to have to have a hovering, you know, some 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 combat ships that are constantly around this thing? Because uh, and for those of you who don't know how this operates, um, supposedly, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, when someone uh, needs medical attention on this ship, you will have the you will be able to grant them permission to uh, get on the ship and get medical attention. Um, but, but, but what does that entail colossal? If you're, there's one, when we had, I can't think of the lady grace, when we had her org on, when we were talking about role-playing orgs, she said that their orgs entire job is to render medical services in the universe to both the good and bad people. They are neutral. They are neutral, but they will respond to anybody who asks for help. So if you're running an org like that colossal, what are the logistics that they need to worry about if they're minister, you know, uh, helping servicing both good and bad people? Um, I mean, the first, I mean, uh, I mean, reputation could always be a, a thing. You need to make sure that both sides understand who you are. Okay. Um, that's, that's one thing. Um, the thing is, the other thing is, if you're talking about that type of a ship coming in to that type of game, usually you're going to see these types of ships embedded in a fleet somewhere towards the back, mm -hmm. right? They're mm -hmm. a capital ship somewhere back mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And these ships are going to have, I, 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 you know, one thing I love about the Endeavor is she's modular mm -hmm. and she gets to, uh, you know, detach and she is a tank. You would be a fool to go after this ship. Mm -hmm. I mean, she is a beast in space. And she also has a landing bay, which could, which, which could, they could send out uh, a Cutlass Red they mm -hmm. can send out an Apollo and move people, shuttle people. Bay, mm -hmm. right? And they, they can go ahead and, and bring those people in and things like that. So um, this ship is going to be well protected. It's usually going to be within a fleet, uh, uh, no matter what fleet, in, and it's always going to come in at the last. Even if it's by itself, like one of those organizations that say all we do is just render help, um, those those types of services aren't going to come in and just sit by and just say, okay, we're watching, we'll wait, because the battle could last fifteen minutes. It could last twelve hours. Mm -hmm. Right? We've seen those Eve battles. So, um, so obviously this ship has to set up the premise on what their role is, who knows about them and when they are able to come in. So logistics comes in with communication on their part, I believe. Okay. To answer your question, um, Moses, Mo Moses, yes, it is considered a deep science ship. One of the things that I didn't know about this, I knew it had a med bay because I kept hearing people talk about med bay, med bay. A it's a hospital. It's three floors. It is huge. This ship is one of the largest ships in the game. And again, spaceship. let's uh, go back hospital. to that waiver I talked about earlier. This is another ship that was pre-metrics. In other words, they didn't have the metrics for the ships at the time when they designed this. All they had was a concept drawing and a general idea. And every ship that was pre-metrics has grown in the game. And I guarantee you, 
this ship is huge. It will be javelin sized, probably. It is a big, big ship. Okay. It was a, it was revealed at Dragon Con in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. uh, ben Lesnick revealed it. Mm -hmm. And at that time, they did not have metrics. So, like we said, if we look at the history of all the other sets, uh, come on, Griff, get the master set. You know, I bought the master set. <laughs> Ops Chief, you know oh, I got the master set. I got it when oh, at God. the last sale. Colossal talked me into In fact, Colossal was the one that talked me into it. Uh, and, and we will tell you guys this, that the Endeavor uh, Endeavor was increased to fit the Apollo into the hangar for the hospital. Thank you, Lefty, for that. So again, mm -hmm. it's growing. It is, uh, no, it's not in buyback. I've, I've got it. I, I never did trade it in, so I do have it. Um, this ship is definitely, um, it's multifunctional. It has all these different modules, I think like seven different modules or eight different modules, a collider yeah. and a whole bunch of other stuff. But to Colossal's array. point, yeah, Colossal, you mentioned a good point that a ship like this is usually in some type of convoy, usually in the back uh, where it's less vulnerable. Um, Kimmy, let me ask you, um, do you see um, a ship like this as, um, who's, who's the ship for? That's basically what I ask you. You know, who's gonna, because the logistics on this are, are crazy. I mean, you can do all these different configurations and stuff, uh, but who is this ship for? Is it org, <laughs> org or single end-of-person civilian? You know, what, what do you see the ship being for? Uh, multi multiple uh people uh groups uh it, it goes across the board it really though it's mm -hmm. for your wannabe leonard nimoy slash uh spocks in mm -hmm. game uh who's just pure uh, just purely science mm -hmm. it is for the orgs it is for the uh case points of these service type ships that provides an actual service that help keep things generating uh economically and um health-wise of the uh the state of the persistent universe so mm -hmm. these are key essential ships so it it provides uh because it's this is probably the most unique ship in game hands down no comparables to it um so it it does provide uh avenues for everyone mm -hmm. whether it's the individual with his crew uh npcs slash human uh I'm not even gonna go there with the server blades with this type of ship, but mm -hmm. then also the compliment, like you alluded to, Griff and Kay and Dig, about the um, the interaction of other uh, personnel, like the Apollos and the uh, Cutlass Reds. Mm -hmm. But again, it it can change gears to the extent that they're totally different in the regards of how they serve uh, people in the game. Where you're gonna find people in the endeavor that's just hospital mm -hmm. uh purely just science using the uh super collider and and finding uh artifacts mm -hmm. uh just uh, a sense of discovery and science as well uh exploration this is i see this as the uh Carrick's big brother okay but it is so so unique in the sense of its concept so i think a lot of things have to come into play as far as development mm -hmm. for this ship it's going to take a while yeah. I, I honestly and truly believe it's going to take a while for this to get developed out mm -hmm. because those assets have to be a part of the game and they have to be working mm -hmm. so but when it's all said and done it's going to be well worth it because this 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 particular ship is set apart so far apart from all the essentials but yeah mm -hmm. it's for everyone it's okay. everyone but it's going to challenge you to take advantage of what it provides to the persistent universe so yeah mm -hmm. um 
Cool. It's going to be interesting. Okay. Can I say one more thing about sure. that ship? Sure. Just one thing. I'm sorry. And, and Kimmy made some very good points. The other thing that I also want to add in addition to that is she's detachable. This ship, mm-hmm. the main part of the ship, can, can detach. Now, right. imagine yes. you talk about logistics. Imagine if you put aside the Cutlass Red and you pull aside the, the Apollo mm-hmm. and the main part of the ship, the Endeavor, can detach to get to bring you back more people than both of those ships. True. Yeah. Imagine that. So I, it's 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 a win-win. It's it's I think it's the dark horse of all the shit. And they said that there are multiple multiple ideas that they have for her modularity. Mm. I just think it's the dark horse of, of the fleet. Okay. Just be patient. Already, <clears throat> say be patient with yeah. this ship and its development. Arid ZX, thank you for the one month subscription. Oh, Smoogles, seven. thank you for the follow. And Ops Chief, thank, thank you, you for the one month gift that you gave as uh-huh. well. Um, let me, let me ask one last question to dig that dig the picture that you see in front of you has, uh, biodomes on it. Do you think that any growing materials inside of there will require security? First of all, actually, <laughs> you disrespected my ship, the new merchant man, saying that Orion's the most unique thing in the verse. <laughs> <laughs> dig so I don't understand a, what you say. I'm gonna take it as disrespect. A dig is not a dig. No, you 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 stick to the, you stick to the cargo and goods. Dig this thing creates uh, 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 pharmaceuticals. Uh, it can, it can, and that's uh, my question. Uh, that's my question to him right now. I want to know about the pharmaceuticals. Let's let's let dig answer the question. Will the pharmaceutical <laughs> yeah, growing on this ship? Dig. Yeah. Will the pharmaceutical <laughs> growing of this ship require security? Yeah, I see how y'all treat me. First, y'all put that picture of me looking like a Unabomber up there. <laughs> then you're gonna disrespect my BMM. All right. Um, yeah, man, any, any, any ship, <laughs> moving widow. That ship with anything valuable is gonna require some security. I don't know what kind of shield yeah, slider for that thing. You talk about mm. it's supposed to sustain uh, a meteor shower. Mm-hmm. So it you know it it'll be able to handle this it'll you know what that ship will probably be able to handle its own mm-hmm. until it can call for help put out yes. a beacon Good point. we need some help yeah that's a great point right yep. there dig i was in aligning myself with that too uh with that reputation system once you have that camaraderie and you have that clientele it's nothing for you to call out and and, and say hey your next next one's on me just get your ass over to help me out <laughs> Yeah, pretty pretty much. Okay, let's move on to the next category. Uh, Let's see. I'll read this one. Bounty hunting. A bounty hunter is a professional person who captures fugitives or criminals for a commission or a bounty. Uh, We're going to go from one swing to the other here with something as simple as uh, a ship that I've some people like and some people don't. Um, A hawk. Um, Mm. uh, If you're bounty hunting. Uh, what do you need to worry about? Uh, Dig, let me start with you on this one. What are some things that a bounty hunter needs to be worried about when they're going to go out for their logistics? You know, anything in particular? Mm, what are, how are they preparing? Uh, that's a tough one, especially because I'm thinking about the hawk going out, that flimsy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I think I, what I like, I'm looking at it from the bounties, mm-hmm. the person that's being stalks perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of dude that, like, we tried to do this, we did this the other night, go out and get a bounty on purpose just so we could bring somebody in uh, and have our way with them, so to speak. Mm. Wait, wait, let me, let me say that different. That sounds too good. <laughs> so, and we could just clobber somebody. Um, logistically speaking, from their end, 
I, you go. I think the best way to go in, especially if you're going after somebody on foot, is I know the hawk is is for bounty hunting, but I would take something that uh can carry a vehicle so that you can park at a distance and then go in because you don't know what they got waiting for you as soon as you get there. Mm. Uh, other than that, you're just looking at the basic stuff: med pins, weapons, armor, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Um, Colossal. Uh, the Hawk. Is this ship a ship that's maybe good for? I mean, it's got an EMP built into it. It's supposed to be stealthy, very quick. Um, some issues in relation to design, particularly the fact that you can only carry one fugitive in it. But is this ship more something that's more done for like hunting them down versus capture? I mean, in other words, do you bring some other people? You use this ship to find them, and then maybe get some other people to help you, or is it you know is it a one man operation, one woman operation? I mean, the Hulk is probably a good ship when it's used in tandem mm -hmm. with another ship. I mean, because mm -hmm. I think of Hawks and I think of, you know, I think of a bird coming down, you know, and just grabbing some fish out of the water. So she's probably good for that type of gameplay. Mm -hmm. She does have some powerful guns on it. So if I were you, if I were anybody to push my logistics here, I would definitely put a whole bunch of disruptors on that thing because you want to go ahead and disable the ship. Now, I know they've nerfed the disruption weapons and things like that. But that was to get to Kimmy's point a while ago when he talked about um, certain weapons or certain things uh, being able to be used in games. They did have some guns that were able to disable ships. Mm. You know, the disruptor or the disruption uh, cannon can uh, disable your ship to the point to where it can overheat certain components. And once it mm. overheats those components, it the, the, the components deactivate because they're so hot. Mm -hmm. And you've seen ships just flip around because mm -hmm. they're disabled. Mm -hmm. So they haven't gotten the the metrics yet to 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 to, uh, to you know say hey how the ship is disabled. It's going to be disabled for this long. Maybe they got uh, this component to kind of uh, you know mitigate the disabling. Mm -hmm. But but uh, distortion. Thank you. Um, uh, right, right. It still can disable, but it's been nerfed, right? So when they actually balance everything out, mm -hmm. imagine if you had a Hulk with those size guns with nothing but distortion cannons mm. on it. You're coming in really quickly, and it, she's 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 weak in the fact that you hit that wing, she's done, she's flipping all over the place. But mm. she can be very good at the point to where if you got two Hawks just screeching at you like the, the you know left, right, and sideways, one coming from one angle direction, another one coming from another, and they're all over the place at mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. and they got distortion cannons, you're screwed. You're mm -hmm. screwed. So it's, it it has its it has its value. It does. Okay. Yeah, I said disruptor cannons. I'm thinking of a Klingon warbird, or was it bird of prey? Distortion down on somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. I'm gonna put this in this next one, and I'll get Kimmy to comment on this one. Uh, Lefty asked that I would show this, so I'm going to go ahead and show it for the other ship that we look for for Bounty uh, is the Cutlass Blue. Um, Kimmy, this was another one of those ships that got a rework, um, and uh, a lot of people got excited about it, particularly because uh, they stepped up their game in relation to the, the cages inside to be able to put people that you've well. captured. Yeah, and so, um, what, it, you know, again, logistically, what's the deal with this? Is this, a, you know, we got finished watching the uh, the Mandalorian, right? And people got really inspired. You know, the ship comes out and yes. people say, yeah, this is going to be my Mandalorian ship. Uh, yes. But again, what are some things that a person who's going to be bounty hunting, uh, what do they got to do? What are some considerations for them when it comes down to, you know, using a ship like this? Well, the consideration is, uh, when, again, uh, not in the state of where Star Citizen is right now, mm -hmm. uh, but going forward in, in a realized uh place where we've got the back-end services working 
you got the player counts happening, you have the more complex mission givers. And the fact that they mentioned that uh, as we expand out, uh, bounty hunting is going to be more of a thing where you're, uh, you're basically uh, stacking or compiling uh, numbers of perps. And, and again, the, the hint was those, like you alluded to, Griff, those 12 uh, cells, mm-hmm. holding cells. So based upon the fact that the way they're going to sp- expand out bounty hunting that they're going to stay on your Moby glass. Perps are going to stay on your Moby glass. You're going to stack missions and you may not see them as for a while, because we're, let's say we're at 50 systems at one point, uh, 07 to the Montreal Canada planetary tech team, 50 systems. You're going from system to systems, uh, uh, basically doing a search and you're just starting to stack up these, these perps. And so you will have to basically, you know, kind of comb through in fine detail what type of missions to take. So, you know, like uh, Colossal mentioned with the, the Anvil Hawk, you know, you with the missions, you want to make sure you don't get into sticky situations with these missions where you're saying, okay, I need a crew with me. Or this perp right here, he did this small crime. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's small beans. I'm just going to get stack him up. Mm-hmm. But the, the more complex ones that you'll probably get because you have a higher or a really good uh, reputation system, you're going to shy away from those. You're going to probably say, well, let me call up uh, Griffin Gaming, dig that, and Colossal. Let's all collaborate together because this is a big perp right here. Okay. So I need a couple of Anvil Hawks. I need a couple of those. Uh, cutlass blues to do this mission. So you, you want to be uh, align yourself with the type of missions that you you're going out on to say, okay, I want to get the easy ones out of the way. And then uh, logistically speaking, plan or plan further ahead on the more complex ones, like taking down a syndicate boss and his uh, minions. Okay. I know when I thought about this ship, I thought about if I were to get one, cause I, I am interested in it. I'm not big into bounty hunting. What I did think about was I'd be more than willing to help someone else, assist someone else in a bounty hunt. Yes. You know, so, but the you know. UI is beautiful. Oh, don't get it, me wrong. It's, it's a beautiful ship. It is. But I'm just saying, you know, Compared some people. Cutlass Black. Right. But, but, but I some, notice it. Right. But some people just like doing bounty hunting on their own. You know, they're the solo person. I'm not that person. But I am the person. Yeah. If you say, Griff, I got somebody really tough or two or three people, um, I'm going to need some help. You know, then that's when yeah. I would jump in a ship like this and, and go out and, uh, and assist whoever I could uh, yes. while they're doing that. Okay, Agreed. I think that's going to be well, a thing. In game. Yeah, the perp. Yeah, the perps. Yeah, the perp walk. Get the perp walk. Yeah, <laughs> the we got a perp right here. Huh? All right, the traders. <laughs> yep. All right, we're on our very last category, and uh, let's see, Kimmy, if you wouldn't mind reading the last one for us for civilian VIP. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Civilian, very. Imp- <laughs> this is not origin based, right, Griff? <laughs> No, 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 civilian. I'm messing with Mm -hmm. you, man. Oh, okay. Civilian, very important personnel transport. All commercial, non-military aircraft, trucks, motorcycles, and off-road vehicles, but excludes recreation vehicles, limousines, and mining equipment and other industrial uh, type of ships. Mm -hmm. Our samples is the illustrious... I noticed I said illustrious, <laughs> illustrious Phoenix 890 jump. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no, the Phoenix, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the Phoenix, uh, the Constellation Phoenix mm-hmm. and the 890 uh, jump. One is mm-hmm. RSI for the Phoenix and the other one is origin mm-hmm. based yeah. ships. Yep. These are your luxury transports mm-hmm. for Ooh. people. Yep. Ooh. 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 Uh, anyway, okay. That means I'm skipping you dig. 
So, let's talk about let's talk about the Phoenix, right? Um, you know, we, the illustrious perps hang out. Yeah, the right, exactly. The illustrious perps, right? So we've got you know we've got these different ships, and they've talked about that uh, CIG is going to create these missions for people to run for NPCs and even real players, where they can run VIP missions or get to certain locations. They've even talked about certain locations only being able to be accessed by ships like the Phoenix mm -hmm. or the 890 or the 600. Yeah. So what's the value, or, and you know, again, what, do these people need to worry about any form? Well, obviously, if you want VIP, there's some expectations about coming on a VIP ship, right? Like what, what are people gonna be looking for? And what do I need to do as an owner of this ship logistically if I wanna take it out? Have that good liquor. <laughs> You gotta get, <laughs> you gotta get into that modularity. Yeah, have uh, a, a fully stocked bar for one, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know what? When you in that kind of situation, mm -hmm. you should be in contact with somebody that has a, a merchant man that's going out to other systems, bringing in <laughs> unique goods. You know, got to bring up a merchant man, but yeah, uh -huh. bringing in some unique goods. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know how much um, how custom we'll be able to get it, but if if it's a situation where we can make you know change the material of stuff like say a, a suede couch to a leather couch or something like that, mm. that's just kind of you know speculation or whatever. Mm. But uh, yeah, you gotta have you gotta be constantly reloading that ship mm -hmm. with all the best of everything, which mm -hmm. can get expensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, you're gonna have Absolutely. a premium for what you're charging yeah. people. But uh, that's the type of stuff I'm really excited about because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like. I'm really looking forward to the Genesis Starliner, mm -hmm. and uh, I know that's Commercial. not top notch as the 890, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, you can load it out for 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 some luxury appeal. Yeah, and that was one of my favorite things when I was uh, starting off in Elite Dangers. I hate to keep going back there because mm, we okay. Star Citizen, but yeah. uh, uh, was doing um, passenger runs, passenger runs, like VIP yep. runs mm -hmm. with the Orca it and stuff. Yep. Yeah, the Orca. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, sometimes they get a little ridiculous. Like, yeah, can you make a stop? I need one tons of. Mm-hmm. Luxury clothing or something like that. <laughs> like yep. what? Yep. We two jumps away from where you going. Yep. But uh yeah, man, it's, it's just just keeping the stock with the best of the best, man. Okay. Okay. Red gas whiskey. Okay. Uh Kimmy, do people have to worry about we talked about piracy, right? We've talked about piracy and we've talked yes. about and, and we looked at piracy from the perspective of cargo, you know, resources, minerals, things like that. Do we have to worry about Kidnappings, you go, hostage situations. So yeah, hostage. hostage. Now, I gotta put well, no, 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 not you. But I'm saying, does does a person operating a ship <laughs> who's doing a VIP you. trip, is this yes. something that they have to worry about that pirates will hold somebody oh, for so hostage? True. That's a so very true, interesting uh, question. Griff. I was just thinking that the mm -hmm. fact that the fact of the matter is, uh, if you get, um, you know, basically, let's say you get the you get what do you call the. Um, the commission or the mm -hmm. con there's a bid on a commission on okay you're gonna you know between the 890s the dignitaries want to do a tour and then you do a bid on on uh you know trying to get them so you have to obtain the good um the, get the best liquor uh get the best of everything to accommodate them and that could probably provide you with the uh the commission right mm -hmm. so you mm -hmm. land the commission but then there's let's say there's um information that's being sent out to the comrades that said oh i'm having a party on griff's 890 jump uh mm -hmm. come january 15th come meet me there we're gonna have a a, a big shindig 
and that information gets intercepted mm -hmm. and there's a plan in place to come get you know to to actually uh what do you call it shipjack mm -hmm. take over the ship mm -hmm. and get those dignitaries uh take them as hostage because mm -hmm. there's a there's a bounty that that, that can be paid out mm -hmm. you know exchange of funds based yeah. on that and so yeah so those are the things you have to look out for in that type of gameplay once it really we really see it expanded out and do you provide the right amount of uh, security uh inside the ship as well as outside that's maybe maybe you have some people in you might have an inside job <laughs> mm -hmm. all of a sudden you know these these cats are a part think you they're part of the party but they're part of the the pirates that's doing this mm. type of thing possibly right okay good point uh colossal uh let's shift it to the 890 let's go from something like the phoenix which is which seems like to be, you know, it's, it's only got two VIP or two rooms. It's got a master bedroom, two bedrooms, but it seems like maybe you'd VIP one or two people with that, or maybe it becomes a command ship for an org. Uh, the, eight, the 890 jump, though, is a different animal altogether. Um, and, and, you know, we've even had missions set up in Star Citizen now where we had this hostage situation where people were killed and we had to take over the ship. What are the logistics on a ship like this? I mean, the ship is not, it's fairly formidable in the sense of, it's um it's armor and components and shields. I mean, it's not where it's supposed to be, but it's a tough cookie to crack right now. Uh, what does somebody have to worry about logistically? I don't want to deal with security. I'm talking about operationally. What is it? What what's going to be the the work when it comes to you know working the logistics for a ship like an 890? I mean, <clears throat> you're going to have to have reputation. You're going to have to have. If we're dismissing security for right now, you're going to have to have the type of um, uh, resources required to meet the needs for these types of people because you're talking about a well-suited beast of a ship mm -hmm. that is specifically for the ultra-rich mm -hmm. okay and they're going to have needs far beyond a Genesis Starliner and far beyond uh, a Phoenix mm -hmm. so you're not only talking about reputation because now you got to jump you, you got to get reputation to jump from system to system okay then you're talking about fuel efficiency because everybody knows that this ship was a gas guzzler when it first came out. This ship is not designed for long, uh, long hauls. It's designed for short, exquisite excursions, right? And maybe for long ones, but you're going to have to have that. If you're going to go into areas where these people are going to demand that you take them because the scenic view is great, but the risk is bad, then other logistics are going to have to come in like a security but this this ship can defend itself quite well but let's say if this ship has been taken over i mean the 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 damage that this ship can do because of its capabilities of defense is enormous mm, okay right yeah. so so this this ship has uh, in terms of uh, logistics they have to meet the system's logistics they have to meet the planet's logistics they have to have the type of resources they have to take care of the people this is i, I think this is uh, a, a huge um undertaking uh when mm -hmm. you get this ship yeah lefty oh lefty said something in chat which i hadn't thought about i've thought about it before but i hadn't thought about it for the show but i'm glad he mentioned it mm -hmm. he said that even something as simple as repairs on a luxury ship that that the cost of that needs to be equal to the value of the ship 
you know, when you look at the brochure for the ship, it has all these, you know, these great woods and marble and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, repairing it should not be equivalent Ooh. of repairing a caterpillar. That's true. That the value and cost of that needs to be reflected in those repairs. Another issue oh that came gosh. up for many people remember when the ship first came out, a lot of people moaned about the fuel consumption, right? Now we know that they didn't have the fuel consumption completely together and the whole, uh, the, the, the engines weren't, you know, recycling the way they should have been. But anybody who knows anything about yachts knows that yachts do nothing but eat money. That's all they do. They're not fuel efficient. They're not economical. That they, 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 they that's what they are. Uh, yacht, own, yeah, yacht owners will tell you to just turn their boat on and sit in the dock costs $7,000. So if you yeah, own right. one of these ships and you're thinking, oh, this should have this great, you know, um, a, Honda, a Toyota Prius fuel efficiency, you're fooling yourselves. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the logistics on operating a ship like this should be also reflected. And there are going to be a lot of these ships that are going to be hangar queens because to take them out and just to get them out the gate, just to leave atmosphere, you're going to be looking at the fuel costs and be moaning. So to your point, what are all the other amenities? I think I've joked around with you, Colossal, about this ship. It has gun racks in it, right, for protecting the ship. 32 gun racks. It's going to cost me 80,000 bucks just to put guns in the ship. I'm talking about just the guns that my people need to walk around with. We're not talking about the, the exterior weapons or any other component upgrades, wow. which can go into the millions when you get ready to operate a ship like this. So once you've poured all that money into a ship like this, whether it's this or 600 or whatever, um, how do you protect that? Dig that. Let yeah. me ask you that. How do you protect this ship? Now I've invested, the ship cost me whatever in millions. We don't know how much it's going to cost in game, but by the time I trick it out, the value might be some stupid number, you know, well, how do, how do I protect my investment at that point? By doing as many runs as you can. Without any hiccups. Yeah, you got to do volume with that ship. And uh, I know you're charging a premium price, mm -hmm. and that should that should get you just it well into the black. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. I can't see many players taking taking rides on that and, and paying that premium because people that got mm -hmm. that kind of money to burn, you know, they got eight nineties, they got their own eight nineties. So, so I think it's going to be NPC base and uh, Green Eye Gal. She has said something in the comments that uh, going to need somebody to go around and find you, you basically need not a broker but whatever oh, she's you an event planner you said an event planner she said event right planner. Mm -hmm. yeah you, you gotta have somebody that that'll be a valuable uh profession yeah. somebody to go around and find customers for you mm. yep that was rule number three hire a logistics manager yeah <laughs> logistics yeah um, operation cost is a part of logistics but dig that brought up something that i wanted to dive in on and he said it's based upon NPCs, but I hope that Sig, if you're listening, that you could you allow us to create possibly virtual bar citizens on these 890 jumps, where people can get together and talk virtually on these ships and have a good time and pay the UEC uh, based upon oh this is this is a friend of mine's this is his ship but I'm gonna do a bar citizen on this ship virtually so. Mm. If that can be incorporated into game, I would love that. It, mm. would, it would really bring in that realism to the aspect of the origin. That's a really cool idea, Kimmy, to introduce something like bar citizens and people from around the country can meet up on ships and maybe they earn money in the process of doing that. If any of you guys yeah. know anything about yachting, and I'm talking about luxury yachting, 
Uh, when, I heard when, uh, no, I don't, sir. When you, oh, okay. I heard something true about this okay. and I didn't know, well, but I'm going to let you guys go yeah, first. Okay. When you go on regular yachts, a lot of times people, when you're invited to go on a yacht, like let's say you're in Monte Carlo and somebody says, hey, we're having a party tonight and you, you, know, you can come on the yacht. It, it's not that you get on that yacht for free. Uh, the person inviting you may, you know, not charge you anything, but you are going to pay the boat tender that's going to take you out to the yacht. And quite often by the end of the night, by the time you have given that person a tip who's taking you to the yacht, a tip on the way back to the dock, giving tips to the people who have served you on the boat quite often, you've spent anywhere from five to $10,000 just to go to that party. And so, you know, th th there's an exclusive attitude about being on certain people's ships. And that's not everybody's ships, mind you. I'm just saying there are some people that that's what you pay because of who's going to be on that ship. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not luxury owners create some type of dynamic like that, that does allow them to pay for operating costs, pay for security that needs to be with them when they have these VIPs on the ship. Colossal, you and I have talked about, and I'm glad you said it, uh, Dig, the Genesis Starliner is a ship where you are going to be rated on how you handle passengers, how those NPCs are treated. And I'm sure the same thing will happen for missions like this. So you've got the logistics of, um, of uh, and, and hit this one last logistics. We're going to wrap the show up because uh, I want to come off of this 890 and talk about logistics overall. One of the things we didn't talk about. I feel good. Thank you, O Lefty, again, and Lima Peck Seven. Thank you for the follow. I'm sorry <laughs> if I missed you earlier. Thank you, O Lefty, again. Um, yeah, and oh, he's and it's okay, sub to Zylo on top of it. Of all the people who gets it, it's Zylo. Okay, <laughs> let me let me say this about logistics: what we didn't talk about because we talked about it before the show. Oh, so Lefty said, "WTF? What?" Yeah, I, I know. He's hanging out. I know of all of get, all uh, the people are we still streaming. Yeah, oh yeah, we are. Yeah. So let me let me throw this last piece in about logistics. What we didn't talk about was the of sitting down and and literally, Kimmy, you mentioned this earlier. You're going to have to start paying better attention to the star map and creating your routes. You're going to have to start looking. Let me finish. Let me finish. You're going to also have to start talking about, you mentioned the Galactopedia earlier, doing your homework on where you're going, mm -hmm. the going into the yeah. system or the planet or moon you're landing on. Is it safe? Do I need to bring exterior security people who have to stay with the ship or protect us when we're trying to get from one location to another? There are logistics in the sense of we talked about food. We talked about medical supplies fuel costs getting back and forth Damn. if you have escorts can your escorts are there places you have to stop on your way to getting where you're going to go so all we're trying to expand on with this logistics piece is thinking that as the game grows that we're going to have to give greater considerations and hopefully those considerations won't be something that is so tedious or bogging that we'll actually be excited about you know doing all that planning and prepping and it doesn't become a chore but I guarantee you it's going to be something that we're going to have to think about in a social community like ours because we've got a show coming up uh, next month called The Cost to Be the Boss. And it's going to talk about if you're leading something, whether it's an expedition or you're commanding a ship, what you're going to have to think about when you're commanding those ships because things like Death of a Spaceman is going to mean something. Because if these three guys, if Dig and Colossal and Kimmy are on my ship, my decisions affect their gameplay. And if I happen to do something just kind of crazy and out there because my character happens to be very fresh and alive, but Colossal has already lost two legs and one arm and Kimmy is walking around You're on a crutch. What the hell? <laughs> right, right. You know, these guys are going to get mad at me. They're going to be pissed off if they die because of something stupid I did. But that's a role for me as a leader that this I'm going to have to think about. Mission. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about things like that. And that's a logistics aspect too. So I'm going to move past this and dig. Let me hit everybody so we can get ready to close out. 
Dig, uh, thanks for making it. Glad to have you as always on the show. Um, let me ask you, is there any logistics thing that you think is gonna be your main concern? What would it be when it comes to gaming in the future? Ooh, it's very broad. <laughs> I know it could, it could be it could be it could be the people's reputation. It could be cost. What what do you think is going to be your thing that you your bottom line that you're going to be concerned about? What you just said, the bottom line. Okay. Uh, because there's all these other associated costs that I think a lot of folks ain't thinking about, and so I mean mm -hmm. you're gonna have to have if you don't do it yourself. Like if you're in the org, you're gonna have to have somebody with them spreadsheets wide open, mm. so that your bottom line ain't looking stack, ain't looking haggard, missing the tooth. Mm. Uh, so cost, yeah, that's that's what it is for me, man. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kimmy, how about you? What's going to be the thing that you're going to be focused on when it comes to logistics? Uh, lo location, location, location. Mm, where you're going. It's going to affect yeah. everything that you're going to do mm -hmm. in that regard. Uh, you're going to look at your routes. You're going to look at uh, where you need to go. You're going to also incorporate, um, you know, the latest news or what what occurred so mm. if you need to change gears and say okay i may need to go a different route so where do i take this cargo mm -hmm. i need to make an extra jump or two <laughs> because based on what just happened i need to steer away from that area but mm. location 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 okay colossal how about you what's going to be your uh your main thing you're going to be concerned about um, in the verse dealing with logistics, mm -hmm. money, <laughs> okay. money. I want to make money, and so I can go ahead and chill out. But once again, you know, take time to plan. Always have a contingency plan. Mm. Now, I, I will gonna have to. I may have to hire Nihilus for my um, my logistics manager. <laughs> uh, you know, automate is you know have some type of systems uh, set up or some type of automated system. I don't. There are websites out there, Griff. If you don't mind me mentioning, mm -hmm. yeah, them. sure, sure, go ahead. Um, like uh, se dash trading dot you know Kimberly, mm -hmm. um, uh, she uh, they have a good system, and also the, I guess everybody uses Galog dot dot co for mm -hmm. slash trading. A lot of people use that, so those are the type of uh, you know automated systems that you can use to go ahead and navigate and plug in and plan and figure out how much it costs this and what routes are the, are the good ones. So at least have some type of system um, uh, set up that you can go ahead and, and use in the verse. Um, so you won't have to worry about uh, uh, any types of piracies and foolishness going around. And of course, learn from your mistakes. So always good tips to learn about logistics. Okay, very cool. Um, I'm, I'm trying to hire a green-eyed gal. She looked like she got her her uh, her finger on the button, man, ready to <laughs> ready to make all this external stuff happen. Yeah, she got a finger on the she got her fi she got the finger on the button, all right, the startup <laughs> button to take off and leave you behind. Because she said if she runs into any creatures, she's out of there. <laughs> so, I hear on that. Yeah, and for real. <laughs> if it was basketball, you would be the point guard. And for uh, real, for <laughs> real. So let me let me give you my piece that I'm going to be uh, dealing with, and uh, you got the guys on the show know that i'm a big luxury person when it comes to the game and know? for me the way i'm balancing out my logistics for luxury is i have two accounts and one oh, is God. one is what i call my working man my blue collar account it's the it's the one that has all my major other ships on and then i have an account that is strictly luxury ships the money i make in that main account guess what happens to a dig it goes right into that little machine and gets transferred over to the other account and that's how i fund that account and so I always have financial resources to support my logistics on that account. Um, Great paying yourself dividends. Basically, that's it, brother. Okay. You know, I, I take a ha half of whatever I make in that blue collar account goes right into the bank account on the other account. And that's how I keep my, my uh, luxury sips afloat. 
uh, until we start getting game mechanics that allow us to play the game that way. So, okay, we're going to wrap Out, it up. Outside it, of the Endeavor, are they all Origin? Everything in there is, no, 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 the Endeavor's not on that account. Everything in that account is luxury. The only thing that's not luxury in that account is the, Fe I'm sorry, that's not Origin, is the uh, Phoenix. Otherwise, everything else in there is all luxury ships. So oh everything's God. luxury. Yep. Okay. Get your money in a private so, bank account to avoid tax. You, you got it. You already know how that goes. Okay. Um, I know. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna get. We're gonna wrap it up tonight. I want to oh thank all of our our uh, my co-hosts that are with me tonight. They did a great job tonight. I want to thank everybody who uh, who donated tonight. Uh, man, Seth Lefty. Uh, all of our buddies from Test that came out, Mad Style, Mad Style always. You guys were just awesome. We really appreciate you guys being here tonight. Uh, Shive, I saw you step in as well. Yep. Standard, uh, just all of the folks, and of course all of our friends who've been with us over the past year. Thank you Much again for our one-year anniversary last week. Again, we really appreciate what you guys did for us last week. Thank you all for the subscriptions. We have 155 subscribers. I think when we started, we had like 78 maybe 80. So you guys just jumped our subscriptions up to a stupid number tonight and we're at 876 followers. Um, real quick, dig that. Tell people where they can find you. Drop, drop, drop your word, your knowledge right now. Oh, there he is. My bad, I'm here. I'm sitting here missing, slapping buttons on next to me. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, dig that, youtube.com slash dig that 32. Um, I ain't hard to find. Come holler at me. I always mm -hmm. got a little knowledge to drop on you here and there. Absolutely. And Dig does some phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal instructional videos for Star Citizen. So for those of you all who just want to kind of keep up with the latest, you all check out Dig That's videos. He has high level production quality, which is what drew me to the brother. He just does. He's, he's a shy guy, but trust me. And he's got the voice. So y'all check him out. Y'all look up Dig That's YouTube videos whenever you get a chance. Kimmy, where can people find you? I'm right here on uh, TwitchTV.com under... Uh... Kimmy 65, you'll find me hanging out. Uh, do a lot of the gameplay. Uh, oh man, and so much glorious 4K frames. Let me tell you, I, I it's so beautiful looking at the game. So come on in and take a look at how beautiful this game is. But also like to talk some lore of the game. Uh, I'm really a big time theory crafter, which has a good sensibility of the game uh, mechanic. So come on hang out with me chatting and just conversating about the game it's all good mm -hmm. awesome awesome and Sethius, the illustrious perps yeah and Sethius, yeah <laughs> yeah Sethius, i did give a shout out to test squadron i even named you specifically so thank you guys again because it was great to have you guys hang out with us tonight and colossal last but not least where can people find you yeah, always major shout out to Test Squadron, Test Squadron. We always do that all the time. Good to see you guys on the show. Good to see everybody on the show. Thank you for coming in and supporting us. Uh, you'll see me either with Soul Citizens or you just see me hanging out in the verse, mostly with Test. So, you know, look forward to seeing you guys there as the summer starts to come along. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, guys, thank you all so much. Uh, don't forget to follow us, like us, follow us on here, subscribe us on on, um, on YouTube. We're on Instagram. We're on all of that stuff, Twitter. Um, also, don't forget Friday Night Live is our our weekly show that we do on Friday nights where we, it's a community show where we want you guys to come into our Discord and we get to hear what you guys think about the latest ISC, SCL, or whatever's happening that week in Star Citizen. And you get to talk with us as well. So we appreciate you guys visiting us on Friday nights as well at 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Yes. Thank you, Kimmy. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, we're going to set up a raid, guys. We're going to go to 
comic stud. It's the first time I've seen him. It says, teach me how to star citizen, which means uh -oh. that he might be learning the game. So we're going to freak oh, him wow. out with 90 people. He only has six viewers oh, right now. Out. So nice. he's going to, he's going to lose his mind. So That's let's cool. go ahead and hit him up. Uh, give a shout to him, give him a follow, encourage him if he's brand new into the game. And you guys, listen, have a great weekend. Stay safe, take care of yourselves. And as always, peace, love, and soul. Uh, we will see you guys real soon. You guys take care. Glad dirty.